Walker. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Christmas Eve edition of the program. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, it certainly still is uh, Christmas Eve. And we're here live doing uh, the program for you. You can call in and take control and bring up whatever you want, as you always can, at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. And hoping that you're having a lovely holiday season, getting together with friends and or family and celebrating in whatever ways you deem appropriate. Uh, I know that uh, the, the Keniacs here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, the activists were doing Festivus last night and Festivus apparently is continuing. Uh, it's a two-day affair up here now this year. Last year it was one day. Hard to complain. I, you know, any chance for a party, I'm uh, any excuse for a party is fine with me. Absolutely. It's a great community. In fact, uh, it's something that a lot of our listeners to tonight's show may not be aware of uh, because we're on the air in Indianapolis. Not right now, not as we're doing the show, but there's kind of this special thing going on up there. So I want to welcome our listeners to uh, uh, Fox News Talk 1430 WXNT up in Indy, which is a station we've been on for a long time. It's actually uh, WXNT is actually our second longest running radio affiliate so we've had them on board since 2005 and coming up in january i believe starting on the 24th free talk live will be live on weeknights from eight to ten o'clock at night in indy which is awesome news it's great that it's wxnt which was one of the first stations to really kind of come on board with the show in the early days it was our first larger market uh, station and we've been on there for so long just kind of a mainstay on saturday nights there as a live show on their saturday nights and turns out free talk live has been recently the number one show across the entire station so like if you look at the whole week and you look at all the shows that are on that station Big names like Dennis Miller, the comedian, yeah. uh, even their local morning show, Abdul, we, we've apparently done better than all of the shows on the entire station on Saturday. Like we on Saturday night. I was going to say on Saturday better. night, which is yeah. not probably, I don't know if that, what kind of time period that's considered. I wouldn't imagine it's. No, it's not the best time for best radio time listening. Uh, so it's just incredible. And so thank you to everybody in Indianapolis that has been listening to the show, whether you've just found us this morning, because uh, we're going to be doing their, their mornings for the next week. So it's kind of weird, right? I mean, we're on at night. We're a night show. But if you're in Indianapolis, you're hearing this on Monday morning. So welcome aboard. You're If you've never heard the Saturday show, you're in for something that's, well, a little unusual. It's not your typical talk radio program. My name's Ian, by the way. And Delbert. Um, and if you want to get interactive with the program and you're in Indy, you can just call tonight. So if, if when it's Monday night after 7 o'clock Eastern time, you can just call in the number we're going to give out several times uh, throughout the next three hours. And so then you can hear yourself the next morning because all next week our nighttime shows will be playing the following morning in Indy to, to fill in as Abdul takes, uh, takes his vacation. So welcome aboard 800-259-9231. One of the things you're going to learn quickly about Free Talk Live is that the hosts of the show, I think almost all of the hosts of the show, uh, are Free State Project participants. And what that means is we've made the move from across the country and in some cases from around the world to New Hampshire in order to uh, become more active uh, to achieve liberty, or at least as close as we can darn well get, uh, in our lifetime. Because we're pretty fed up with 
you know, government intrusion in people's lives. And yeah, it's uh, about consolidating effort in one place. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's li- the the liberty viewpoint can be kind of sparse, or people with the liberty viewpoint can be kind of sparse. So yeah. get everyone in one place, so consolidate our efforts, and hopefully be more effective and make a a nice little haven for for liberty. Exactly, that other people can maybe get a, learn uh, take an example from. It's it's wonderfully utopian, and I'm so glad uh, to be a part of it. We've uh, we've been here now for a while. You and I, Dale, I've been here about four years. You've been here about three. I think that's, that's, right? that's about right. And uh, and so you'll hear some of the other uh, hosts on the show here as we as we go on. And I apologize to everybody. I'm just kind of introducing the program to anybody that's tuning in. Of course, if they tune in at seven o'clock in the morning, they're not going to hear any of this. So uh, we're just going to go forth. But uh, welcome aboard, 800-259-9231. We're going to start tonight by actually talking about one of these issues that really affects the Liberty community, uh, because this is a, a show that uh, focuses on the ideas of freedom. And we've got Irina Goddard with us. Uh, she is on the line in New Hampshire on the Amp Lines. Good evening. Irina, are you there? Actually, I think I muted the phone pot. There you are. <laughs> Go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm calling in today. Because uh, we have made an, uh, the Free State Project has made an announcement today, and it's getting out into the world. And I wanted to call just to talk about it a little bit, clear some things up. Um, the big news is that um, the Liberty Forum, which is a winter event that the Free State Project has put on now for, I believe, four years, um, that was scheduled for February of 2011, uh, is being canceled. So I am actually quite sad uh, that, Me too. To, that we, you know, that we came to this decision. But it's it's unfortunate, but it's it's going to be canceled. Well, at one time, were you not the organizer of the Liberty Forum, like the fir- the very first one, or second? That's first right, second? I was. So it's close to my heart, and um, I, I really loved the last, like I said, four events. It brought a lot of people from all over the country to New Hampshire. Uh, it gave us an opportunity to, you know, all liberty friendly people to kind of get together, see what's going on, and frankly see the momentum that has been going on in New Hampshire and and collaborate and who's involved with what organizations and how far we're getting. And it was very, very successful the last four years. So um, anyway, so that's really why I called in today. Is, it's especially um, sad news to happen right before Christmas. Uh, the, the cancellation a little bit, um, the cancellation in February. Yeah, that's a, that is unfortunate. At last night, I'd mentioned that the the event was in jeopardy, and uh, apparently, I I was surprised that the decision was made this quickly. It, two two days ago, uh, they were starting to talk about how the the event was in jeopardy of not happening because there hadn't been enough tickets sold yet. But my my point was that it hadn't really been promoted yet in any significant fashion, or at least I didn't feel like it had. Nobody had really asked us to uh, to jump on board and start talking about it. We had started talking about it, uh, but not as consistently as maybe uh, as maybe we could have. And so I feel like there wasn't really a chance to kind of make things right or to promote the fact that the event was in trouble, uh, that the you know kind of the the carpet was pulled right out from under it. But then again, I've also heard that the uh, I guess some somebody dropped the ball with uh, with organizing it and just you know didn't have stuff where things where they needed to be here at this point in the process of uh, of making things happen and I, I think it's unfortunate. Obviously, the blame in some cases is going to be placed on the economy, uh, but the economy wasn't so great last year either, and it was there was a kick butt Liberty Forum uh, this year. Well, when you put together or organize these type of events, there's many factors that come into play and. Um 
I mean, as, as you said a little bit, you know, marketing is part of it. It's also getting the right speakers. It's starting early. It is, you know, um, you know, just kind of getting everything together. And it is, it is a huge event, and there is a tremendous amount of work in putting it together. And it really isn't a one-man show. It is a group of people that really have to work very closely together to, to pull something like this off. Uh, so it's very difficult to, to point to one single thing of, of why uh, it has come for us to cancel it, but um, it, it really is a combination. Um, I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, part of the reason is um, maybe the organization didn't get started early enough. That's, that's one thing. Another big reason is that uh, at this point we have a fair amount of early uh, registration uh, numbers coming in, and, and that has not been in place. And, you know, when you organize these type of events, usually you make a deal with the hotel. Um, anyway, we, we, the, the risks were much bigger uh, than the progress that has been made up to this point. Um, and, so and, what, what's going to happen now, Irina? Is there going to be one next year? There's been some talk. I mean, as far as from the Free State Project, uh, kind of from their perspective, uh, what's, yeah. what's the plan? One thing is, is that, you know, these events, whether it's Liberty Forum, which we have in the winter, or Porkless in the summer, they really are about celebrating and coming together, uh, you know, of various people um, to, to, to make us move forward and also to show progress how, how far have we have come. And we definitely don't want to stop that. Um, we, we definitely want to continue with events that bring people who are been thinking about coming to New Hampshire to come and visit the state. Well, I'm hoping that they'll have that opportunity. I'll let you come back and we can talk more about this. I'm hoping they're going to have that opportunity. And if the Free State Project doesn't do it, then I imagine the activists will. Like something is. There's already some talk about that. Going to spring up. We'll talk about it more coming up in. You can bring up anything. It's free talk. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. What better way to welcome uh, WXNT than talking about an insider topic (laughs) that uh, people who've been listening to Free Talk Live for a long time may have some idea of what we're discussing. But uh, those who are brand new listening on Monday morning to this, as in we're going to be delayed broadcast in Indianapolis all next week. Well, uh, for what it's worth, if they're interested in the subjects of this show, then they might actually be interested in coming to an event like Liberty Forum. Right. Well, because the Liberty Forum has been an incredibly successful event uh, over the last four years here in the wintertime in New Hampshire. And it draws people from literally all around the world. People will will travel here for the purpose of, I believe, the number one reason to come is to get together with other like-minded people. The speakers are nice. That's my primary motivation for coming myself. They they usually have a a nice lineup of uh, sort of big name speakers within the liberty movement. Uh, Some of you might recognize John Stossel uh, as a name. I mean, if you've never like connected in the liberty movement, you wouldn't recognize most of the names I would bring up. Uh, But John Stossel is a pretty big name. Andrew Napolitano from Fox News. Ron Paul. Ron Paul was there, right? So I mean, there's sometimes some pretty heavy hitters uh, at this 
this particular event, and there have been over the past four years. So it, it, it just, I mean, having those people, certainly, I think that draws an, a number of folks. Having the big names, that helps, obviously. But for me, at least, and as you say, for you, Dale, or Dalebert, rather, uh, the, the reasons, the number one reason is to interact with other like-minded people, to socialize, to get to know folks, to brainstorm, to talk about freedom and the issues that are important to us and, and what we can do and, and what's next and all of that. Um, that's my most important reason and, for and going. And a lot of parties. The parties are nice, too. Um, but it's it's overall been an amazingly successful event, drawing hundreds and hundreds of people, I think well over 500 people. And one of the former organizers is with us here tonight, uh, Irina Goddard, to unfortunately announce the demise of the event. Maybe a temporary demise, but uh, that remains to be seen. The 2011 Liberty Forum has been canceled, uh, which is unfortunate. Irina, what, uh, what are some of the numbers? I mean, over the last four years, how has the Liberty Forum grown? How many hundreds of people ha- do we see in a weekend at this event? Oh, it has definitely grown. It started with, I want to say, around 300 people. And I'm pretty sure that last year that was doubled. So over the past four years... I mean, we have every year uh, got more and more people there. I mean, it, it just, it's, it's actually phenomenal. I have to say that it's, it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful event. And, and like you guys said, it's really for people to come and, and, and meet other like-minded individuals and talk about and, and motivate them, you know, motivate each other and, and frankly talk about when they're going to be moving to New Hampshire because New Hampshire here in New Hampshire, we have become very successful. A lot of free staters that have moved have made huge progress in um, bringing more liberty to, to everybody. And, um, I mean, I don't know if, if, if people are aware, but there were 12 free staters who were elected to the, to the House representative, um, to the mm-hmm. state house. Yep, uh, and that's and uh, that's in addition to that. That's there, over. There's, by I, the way, Irina, that's uh, twelve this year. But there were some that were elected before that. And the longer we're here, the more people move, the more people can run for these offices. So back in two thousand eight, there weren't as many people running. Uh, four, I think, four people were elected uh, back then. And then this year, there were far more people running, and and twelve were. And it's really just from the political standpoint. There have been some amazing success stories, and of course, there's also the other aspects of the movement, which include uh, civil disobedience and non-cooperation, of which you will hear much of uh, all of that discussed here on this program throughout the the, the years uh, as, that we've been doing this. And it it was great because it brought all those people together. Uh, the politicos yeah. and the the outside the system folks were all in the same hotel, enjoying each other's company. And uh, and so I guess we kind of went off into the break, uh, the last uh, last break, with a question that I didn't have. You didn't have enough time to answer what's the plan i mean what's coming next is it going to be something where you think the 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 liberty activists are just going to step up and create an event and then that's going to be it from from here out or is the liberty forum going to come back what do you expect well those are all good questions i I think that um one thing for sure uh that would be that i think would be interesting to your listeners is that we're definitely we're going to have um pork fest this year the porcupine freedom festival that's the summertime camping fest which is uh I would say even more fun than the Liberty Forum. It's it's certainly more <laughs> well, it's laid more back. Informal. It's at yeah. a campground, right? Right. Uh, it's, it usually lasts uh, about you know four days is it now four or five days, so a little bit longer. Like I said, it's more informal. It's camping. It's not staying at a, at a hotel room, but um, you know it has a different flavor. It's more uh, more family oriented. It, it has more outdoor activities versus in the winter where everything is inside. And um, I do have to say a little bit more conference like. 
I can tell well, you, I don't no, have a family, okay. and I have a blast at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But it's yeah, a, it's a whole week for some people because yeah. some people get there a little early and they just start they start the they start the event very unofficially a few days early. So. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that that is that is a definite go. Like there's zero percent chance that's going to be canceled, right? And I tell you, with with future of liberty forums, I, I think we're not in a position to, to uh, you know, say 100% is going to happen. 100% is not going to happen. I mean, we would like to continue with it because it has been such a huge success. Um, but you know, I think it's really stay tuned uh, to our website, you know, freestateproject.org. And as we become firm in what the plans are, we may even have something in the summer uh, to maybe make up a little bit for the liberty forum. Um, so, so you know, some things have been talked about, uh, but again, we need to right. we need to find out and be be uh, confident with our resources. Well, we'll certainly you know, be uh, volunteers and on all those good things because, yeah. like I said, any of these events take uh, a lot of planning, sure, sure, and, and a lot of work to make them happen, especially if we want them to be successful and and positively reflect the amount of uh, liberty progress that we have made in New Hampshire. We definitely don't want to put something together and then have very few people attend, which will, which would give a not a very. Um, you know, true representation of what is happening here. It's nice. To, it's uh, so got to be really impressive to. Yeah, it's got to be really impressive for somebody to show up in New Hampshire the first time at one of these events and just be blown away by the amount of people and the amount of friendly, nice people that are are, are all together the same location. So I'm sure we'll we'll hear about whatever's going uh, transpiring and and our, we'll let our listeners know. Irina, thanks for calling in tonight. Appreciate uh, the discussion on this. Thank uh, you very t- much. Yeah. Indeed, that's Irina from the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Disappointing news that uh, the Liberty Forum has been canceled. So yes, far. and right before Christmas in 2011. People are used to getting sad news, it seems. Sometimes like. that happens, right? You know, a yeah. lot of people break up with each other uh, right before Christmas. And But, you know, uh, Dalebert, the, the activist community is an interesting bunch of folks. There have been times when there have been kind of splits between people in this movement. Because Thousands of people have signed up for the Free State Project. Over 10,000 people have signed up for it. Hundreds of them have actually already made the move to New Hampshire. And while they agree, in general, about the ideas of liberty, they don't agree on all the subtleties, necessarily. And so what we Especially we've, on tactics. Yeah. So what we've seen over time is when a disagreement becomes too large between people. Maybe it's just a simple disagreement over, well, uh, we all want to meet on this forum online. No, we need another forum. So they, some people broke off and created another website or created another blog or, or whatever. And, and so we've seen these, they're not necessarily schisms, but just splits of activism where people that are focusing on one thing, there's another group of people that say, well, I'm not so interested in how you guys are approaching that, and I don't really want to use your resources anymore, so we're going to go do our own thing over here. Because mm-hmm. at one point... It's sort of, sort of a big tent versus... Smaller, a lot tents. of little tents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what we're going to see here, Dilbert. I mean, maybe we're going to see people self-creating and saying, "Well, we don't need the Free State Project to do this to create an event. We can do it on our own." Will or it maybe, be as yeah, big? Maybe I don't new know. things will come up from it. Maybe yeah. more than one new thing will come up from it. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up whatever you want. This is free talk. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. We are here live on this Christmas Eve edition of the program. And tonight joining you, it's Ian. And Delbert. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy those features that you'll find there. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We give it away. So you can enjoy stuff like our uh, mobile site. You've got a smartphone. You punch up m.freetalklive.com. You get quick access to our streams as well as the podcast. It's there at m.freetalklive.com. Our number here tonight, 800-259-9231. So big news in the liberty activism, the activism community about the Liberty Forum going away. And for our new listeners in Indianapolis to WXNT, even though we've been on in Indy for five years, we're on in the mornings uh, this coming week, thanks to uh, the folks over there for p- plugging us in to replace uh, Abdul as he takes a week off. Uh, but you know, if you listen in the mornings, you might not have ever heard our show on Saturday night. So the one of the things that's different about Free Talk Live, besides our perspective, our perspective on the issues, you've probably never heard anything quite like it on talk radio before. Uh, but aside from that, Free Talk Live kind of has a bit of a reality show aspect to it in that we're not actually just talking about these things. We're not just talking about the ideas of liberty. We are people on this show who have actually taken the time and the effort and spent the money that it takes to pick up our lives and move to New Hampshire in order to achieve liberty. Not just look at the news, not just talk about the news, but to actually in many cases make the news. And that's something that's also a little unusual in, in the talk radio business. I mean, That's well, very unusual, I think. Yeah. Now and then some talk show host will get out and create an event or some concert that they go out to and they get up on stage and they talk to people as though they're, they're doing something. But we don't have anything contrived like that on, on this show. It's still more talking. You know, it's, yeah. it's elaborate talking. <laughs> I mean, you and I, Dale, just as uh, Dilbert, uh, as an example, have been arrested uh, in the past year for doing civil disobedience. Um, I was arrested actually just for doing a protest. I mean, it was arguably not even a protest. It was more of a rally. Was that the, know, the jail of, thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's a true. morale that's... rally and, uh, you know, just for free, free speech getting, getting arrested. So. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we put ourselves out there is, is the point I'm trying to make. And so to some extent, that's part of the show is discussing those uh, the things that actually happened to us and the things that, uh, that we're involved in and that you could be involved in as well if you were here as part of the Free State Project. Uh, again, our number here tonight, 800-259-9231. So the Liberty Forum has been canceled, which is a bummer because I was really looking forward to it. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be the only liberty event happening here in new hampshire as was mentioned Porkfest is continuing you can go to porkfest.com that's p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t porkfest.com to learn more about that and i think you can you can reserve your campsites now for that i would yeah. i would uh, a lot of people are, in the, are in the habit of reserving their campsite while they're still there they go ahead and reserve for the next a year, year in advance yeah I, I do that now i've done it two years in a row now so 
I, I would go ahead and get a campsite. <laughs> so there is that. And then the activist community is currently in discussions about what to do about replacing the Liberty Forum. I mean, I, I know a lot of people aren't going to wait around and see what the Free State Project comes up with. I would be willing to bet that something happens and it's just going to be an issue. It's going to be a matter of what exactly is going to happen. It, it, it will probably be, not be the same scale as Liberty Forum, or it might be on the same scale in terms of attendees and a lot of activities, but it may not be, you know, maybe it won't be expensive speakers and things like that. Well, that's, but but that's, I don't think is necessarily, like you said, maybe not necessarily the big appeal. What is it? Right. I guess that's the question is what would appeal to you? And you're welcome to call and answer that. I mean, if you've been to the Liberty Forum in the past, what was it that was the real attraction? Was it one speaker? Was it more than one speaker? Was it just the fact that you knew that there were just some awesome liberty minded people all together in the same place? For me, that's the number one reason. Uh, what was it for you? I mean, th- this is useful information to help I figure know out what to do there's a lot of now. feedback from people saying that, it's, that it seems expensive for them. And that for I've heard. It, I heard that last night. I've heard that. For what it is, it's, it's not expensive. For, for, for a weekend-long confer- conference, right. you mean? For a weekend conference at a, at a hotel with, with speakers and all of that, that is not expensive. It, it was it's what, actually very reasonable. something It, it runs about $200 yeah. uh, for, the, for the registration. You, and, and the thing is, you know, then you need to arrange a room. Yeah, I've, I've it, been to these weekend conferences before. They've got great before. deals on rooms. They, they usually do for conferences. They can go upwards of uh, 400 uh, for a weekend or even more than that. Oh, yeah, easily. Very easily. This, this, so I think, they do their, I think they're actually doing a good job of keeping it very reasonably priced. But... That's still a you know for people for a lot of people who aren't really into conference. I, I, I don't think there's a quite a chunk of Liberty folks who aren't interested in coming and listening to speakers. And a lot of the people coming to Liberty Forum, I find, are there, like you said, for the networking to hang out with people, and they, they go to some of these the the lectures and things like that. But there's these big you know they have the big dinners where people are sitting around talking with each other, and you sit at a table with someone you've never met before possibly, and you go up and bump elbows with some people that are involved in a lot of different things in, in New Hampshire and, and the Liberty Movement in general. And I think that's appeals to a lot of people. And it seems expensive if that's what you're up here to do. If you're not so it's I think what's happening is it feel I think people maybe feel like they're subsidizing the part that they don't care about that much for the part which is, you know, coming up and socializing with people that they want to meet and, and yeah. bump and I think the idea of an unconference is interesting. It's it's one that's been thrown around here and I, I wonder how it would end up playing out. I mean the idea of an unconference as I understand it is that there really isn't much in the way of planning that goes into it. We we just had it's one much of the, more spontaneous. Right. It's a lot of it happens right there. People as they show up, they start making the schedule and and things like that. I'd so. love to see how something like that actually plays out with the the liberty community because one thing's for sure about the liberty movement is that they say that what's the old saying? You, they're like trying to herd cats. Yeah, they're right. trying to get them yeah. all to agree to do the same thing, and so. That's one thing that'd be interesting to see how the different groups would go about creating a curriculum for some sort of a meet, you know, meeting or panel discussions or whatever. I don't even know what an unconference would end up looking like. Maybe if you've yeah, been I, to one, you can explain it to it's, me. Well, it's a good, it's a good point. The the differences of opinion because I know that a common complaint I heard last year, a lot of I heard a lot of people saying, "I'm not going to early register next year." They're absolutely planning on attending. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're absolutely planning on attending. We're going to buy tickets to Liberty Forum. But what happened is a lot of people early registered last year, and they really didn't like just like one or two of the speakers where it was a separately priced event. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's you know as you as you know, and as we talk about on here, there's a lot of people that are very not interested in doing things through the political process, and they're they certainly not interested in hearing a politician speak, <laughs> right? And paying extra for, to hear a politician speak. Those people absolutely don't want to pay extra to see a politician speak. Now they might, you know. Uh, 
And then I, I was one of those people. I, I, I did the early registration and there was a politician speaking on a certain night. And the year before I had managed to sell my tickets because there are plenty of people who didn't have dinner tickets that wanted to go. And I had no trouble just selling them at cost, you know, mm-hmm. to some other people. And so I didn't think anything of it. And I bought my ticket early this year. Well, last year there were a lot of people for one particular event, especially. And to a lesser extent, another event where it was an, a separately priced event where that was not their thing and they didn't want to, and they felt like they kind of got stuck with that, paying for something that they didn't care to see. Right. So and why so, put yourself out in advance and buy the early, early yeah, ticket so if you don't I've, know what you're getting? I've got my room reserved. I called early and reserved a room. Mm-hmm. So I've already got a room for Liberty Forum, but I haven't registered because I got burned last year and I, and I didn't want to do that. And now there, so, the claim is, and I, I think there's probably, I don't really care about all the finger pointing. Whose fault it was, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't either. Somebody dropped the ball clearly, but I, I think that uh, it'd be more important to focus on moving forward and creating, you know, what needs to be doing, what needs to be done, and and taking people's concerns into account. I think you're right, Dale I, uh, or Dale Wright. I got to get used to your new name. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just thinking of it as it's maybe feedback, you know, to think of if because right. I I think it was only one factor from what I heard, but it sounded like early registrations was one issue, and that was and I know there are a saying. lot of people. I think I hope it would be actually encouraging to people trying to organize if they said, oh, dear, there's not as much early registration. Well, I think it should be, it would be important to keep in mind there are people who are absolutely planning on going. Like I said, I've already got my room reserved. Gonna I'm planning on that. going. I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to cancel it. But uh, I, I, I was planning on going, got my room. I was going to register, absolutely, but I wasn't going to do early registration. Right. And so one of the complaints from the organizers or from the Free State Project was that there weren't enough early registrations to justify continuing forward. Of course, it didn't seem like they had put a lot of effort into trying to get them because, as I mentioned, there was a problem with promotion. There wasn't much of it going on. I mean, we could have gotten on the air and told people that there were was a problem. That's what I did last night in the hopes that people would get out and uh, and register, at least to the point where wherever they to, – to get them to wherever they needed to be. Uh, but – 48 hours after the discussion began, they decided to cancel the event. So yeah, it seemed, it seemed fair. It seemed hasty. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what can you do? 800-259-9231. You can create another event. Do it on your own. And maybe and, I'm, and like I said, I'm sure something is going to happen. I, I feel it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, one city has decided to shut down. We'll explain what's going on. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Christmas Eve edition. We're here to take your phone calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Yeah, it's the weekend after Christmas, or it's the uh, about to be the weekend after Christmas, and that means a lot of people have been maybe getting some checks for uh, from their family members, that kind of after thing. After Christmas sales. Yeah, yeah. So uh, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and spend your money. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. They sell virtually anything you want, from groceries to office supplies to you know baby stuff, DVDs, you name it. They've got it. And uh, if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, then 
a portion of the sale will go to Free Talk Live, and we would appreciate that. So again, Amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we will take your phone calls about anything coming up. Corrupt cop stories, we've got those. Plus, one city is going to be shutting down. We'll tell you why and what's happening uh, and for how long here in a little bit. But first, Kenny is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kenny. Hey, guys. How you doing? Kenny, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I just got done watching Stefan Molyneux's uh, speech in Toronto, and he was um, talking about making the argument for morality instead of effect. Um, instead of using um, statistics and case studies, that it would be better to persuade people using morality. And I agree with that idea, but the problem I have with it is that wouldn't it, isn't that kind of like talking down to people? Because he, because what he also said that most people don't respond to economic um, advantages, so they're not likely to respond to that kind of stuff. But morality, you know, like the, um, the um, that's why religion is so um, effective and politics is so effective because it's for morality instead of for effect. So I just wanted to get um, well, your yeah. opinion about that. Sure. I mean, that's a good point, because what I immediately think of when I hear that is people's sense of morality comes from different beliefs. You know, uh, like uh, for a lot of people, their morality is it's very simple for them. It's their religion. And for other people, they've derived it from other things. You know, for a lot of libertarians, it seems found it, it seems founded in the NAP, the non-aggression p- principle. And that's the notion that you should never use aggressive violence, that violence in self-defense is is justified and not immoral, whereas aggressive violence is immoral. But but where does your morality come from? And if you're talking to someone who doesn't necessarily sh- share the same source for their morality, for their notions of morality, then I'm not sure how that how that's going to go. Well, you're talking about Stefan Molyneux, and I, I don't listen to his podcast. I don't listen to any podcast. I just don't uh, find the time for it. Uh, but I, I have heard some of it. I've seen some of his videos, and I love what the guy has to say, to say for the most part. Um, and I think he's right about a lot of the things that he puts out there. I think you have to really look at your audience, though. I mean, certainly a lot of people are going to respond to the argument from morality saying, hey, it's wrong to steal from people. It's wrong to uh, to threaten them with violence. That's a good. I think the point that the point the trick is and it's not too. it shouldn't be too difficult is to find where you do have common ground. If you find someone who's if you find if you say to someone, do you believe stealing is wrong? And they say, yes, I agree that stealing is wrong Mm -hmm. and then address their inconsistencies in that in their viewpoint to show them that taxation is stealing. Yeah, taxation is theft and then find out what what are their justifications whereby they say where they make an exception. Right. That that it's wrong if it's Mm -hmm. stealing, but if it's called taxes, then it's okay. How does that work? Right. So but but sometimes you're talking to somebody who's a very analytical person. Right. And that that person is maybe not so motivated by the the argument for morality. Maybe they are really just looking at things from a well, uh, or for them maybe that is their morality. Maybe their morality comes from uh from effect from what right. is uh, what's effective to do. What is what is your end goal? What gets you to your end goal? We may find and that, that may be the basis for some people's morality. That's true, and and we may look at that and say, well, that's not a very moral thing to do. Is to say, well, the ends justify the means, and that's that's <laughs> from our perspective a pretty wrong thing to say. And and from what Stefan, is my understanding, Stefan Molyneux does like to to put people into a corner that is is I think a pretty powerful thing where he's he basically says, well, you know, I understand that you. Uh, you believe this way, but am I free to disagree? 
And, well, yeah, of course you're free to disagree. Hmm. Well, am I free to disagree and not pay for your ideas? You know, are you willing to he use points violence? points out the gun in the room. Yeah, are you willing the, to... That's the expression I've heard from him several times. And I'm not sure. That, I think that's the first place I heard that expression. I don't know if I... Uh, yeah, he came up with that one, I believe. Okay, yeah. and, and then he also came up with this against me thing where you ask them, you know, are you willing to use force against me? If I don't want to pay for your, let's say, your war in Iraq or Afghanistan, and I decide, no, I'm not going to pay for that anymore. I'm, I'm done supporting your government your violence uh are you going to turn the gun of government or the gun in the room against me are you going to use violence you're going to ask are you going to demand that i be put in a cage and that personalizes it it really does personalize it and it really brings it down to that the you know boils it down to the issue is this person you're talking to willing to accept the idea of violence being used against presumably somebody they know you Maybe you're the family member or your coworker or or somebody that uh, is a neighbor or a friend or some. It really boils it down to the issue. Um, and for some folks, that's going to be the end of the conversation. If they say, yeah, I am willing to see violence used against you, then a lot. I think Stefan would say that's your, that's where you end the conversation. You, you cannot get through to this person. Well, it, it's certainly uh, that might be the point where you you. It might help you pick your friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're, if it's someone that you're, you consider a friend, and you find out they're willing to use violence against you for disagree- disagreeing with them, then you might want to reevaluate who your friends are. So I don't know. Have we even answered your question, Kenny? <laughs> uh, no, not quite. Um, but I agree with all of that. What y'all are saying, and it's, I agree with his, his speech. But he, the way he started off, he said that most people don't um, don't respond to uh, economic advantages. So if you was uh, talking about, like, the economy and, you know, this is what happens when the government, and this is what happens to the government, uh, to the com- economy when the government does this, most people just... Oh, I agree with that completely. You have to personalize it for people. And I think this is where Harry Brown was really brilliant. Um, instead of just talking about how ending taxes is a good thing, Harry Brown would ask a question well, the average American family will get an extra $10,000 if you end the income tax. So, you know, what would you do with $10,000? I, I also like to make people think about, think of all the hardships you've had in your life, financial hardships. Just think of when you couldn't, when you might, maybe you lost your car because of a, pro, a financial issue, or maybe you were like, maybe you were, you had to move because you couldn't pay your rent, your rent was too high. And find out, um, ask yourself, would you have been in that situation had you had 10,000 more dollars? Mm. Or, you know, or, or some number. You come up with some number that's a good estimate of what they're being taxed, which it's, that's probably kind and, and, and overly. You think the 10,000 is low? I think it's possible. That's for the average American family. Uh, the average family, American by the family, way. maybe there's quite a few um, low income families where that, help, that balances that out. But I was going to say, you know, if you, if you think about having thousands of more dollars a year in a time when you, you were having trouble paying your rent, would you have still been in that financial hardship? And that kind of gets into the broken window fallacy. And this is the tricky part of showing the harm that's being done by taxation is. You see benefits. You know, taxes are being applied, and you see roads being maintained. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, cr- you know, government jobs being created, and sometimes there's stimulus stuff that, that helps in a certain industry. And you see jobs being created, but you and, don't see. And the politicians can point to that and say, "Look what we've accomplished. Look at the good we've done. We created jobs." And they don't, but you don't see because the, the taxation was everything. 
You don't see the industries that suffered in order to stimulate those other industries. You don't see the all mom the jobs and pop that were business. lost. You don't. You, you know, it's not right. obviously tied to taxes, but it's absolutely connected. You don't see the mom and pop businesses going out of business. You don't see uh, somebody not being able to pay the tax or losing their home because they weren't able to pay the property tax. You don't see these things. This, that's what you're talking about: the seen and the unseen. Right. right? So, uh, but, um, but it's just the way he said it. The way what he said is that most people don't uh, respond to economic advantages. So we have to argue for morality. It was kind of like, you know, we're dumbing it down so most people can understand it. That's the feel that I got from. I see. Uh, that- right, and that's why you asked the question. Do you feel like it's talking down? I've I've been right. accused of this um, in a in a conversation with a local uh, troll who's a very nice uh, nice troll, and and I, I don't mind the conversations as much as most trolls um, on the Freekeen forum at freekeen dot com. Uh, but the point was made that I was talking down to her because I was talking about how, well, you know, I hope that someday you come to not accept uh, – I hope that someday you come to reject the idea that force is appropriate to uh, to use against people. You know, I, at one time I thought the way you thought – and this is a common sales tactic where it's feel, felt, found. Oh, well, at one time I, I – I understand how you feel. I once felt the same way, and then I found that it's wrong to use force against people. That no matter what your uh, your goal is, no matter how lofty and how wonderful your goal—helping the hungry, you know, feeding the hungry, helping the the the, the sick, etc.—it's wrong to steal from people and to threaten them over that. And I was told, well, that's talking down, uh, and you know, as though you've uh, made some sort of religious conversion, and I haven't, etc. And to some extent. I can't deny that, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you embrace force. I don't. I used to. I don't anymore. I've gone beyond that, and you're still stuck there. And I hope that you come on board someday. What else can you do? Well, we each feel that we're right. Thanks. More coming up. <laughs> A passion for service never leaves. I'm Tim Lewis, and after 22 years in the military, I became a mortgage professional, helping my fellow veterans and active duty service members secure VA home loans. Refinancing with a VA loan is a privilege earned through service, and it's my privilege to help you get there. We can help you lower your rate or consolidate debt, even if your current mortgage is not a VA loan. Go to varadio.com to learn more. That's varadio.com. I'm Tim Lewis. Thank you for your service. VARadio.com is a website of iFreedom Direct Corporation, a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to VARadio.com or call 1-800-900-VA-LOAN. VARadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. It's SACL CAI brought to you by the awesome Jason Osborne. Uh, we're going to be going over to uh, his place tomorrow for what they what he is calling meat miss, and I have never been to a meat miss before, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, of course, we're going to continue bringing you live programming throughout the uh, the weekend here. I just want to let you know uh, we're here live tonight. It's Christmas Eve tomorrow, Christmas Day. We're going to be doing our live Saturday show. Uh, I'm not sure who's coming in Sunday, but someone will be here uh, Sunday night. Maybe you know uh, Dilbert. 
Uh, you know? The Sunday night, this is, uh, I, would, I don't know, right off the top of my head, I don't know. Well, I know it'll be, something will be happening, we will be live, and so throughout the holidays, even New Year's Eve, uh, Free Talk Live is going to be here. So, we're here to take your phone calls about whatever you want, 800-259-9231, I uh, want to welcome our brand new listeners, Monday morning. On WXNT in Indianapolis, listening in, uh, we're sitting in basically for Abdul, who is out for the week. You're hearing our show from the previous night. Correct. The previous week night. That's right. So uh, so welcome aboard. You're going to be listening to something that's a little bit different. And uh, if you want to get interactive with us and you're in Indianapolis, just call in tonight and you'll hear yourself tomorrow in the morning that so, would be seven to ten eastern time correct so after seven o'clock tonight call in at 800 i don't know what time zone in indianapolis eastern. is in. okay. they, they had a funny thing going on for a little while where they i don't, don't think we're doing the daylight saving time uh, in indiana or indiana rather across the whole state and then they ended that and now they are doing daylight savings time except for oh. i believe the northwest corner i i may have that wrong but <laughs> there's been some some well, changes keep recently. things interesting yeah and that was actually fairly keep people recent. on their toes uh, so 800-259-9231. Coming up, one city has decided to shut down. We'll explain what's going on there. Corrupt cop stories and more. It's all on the way here if we get a chance. But, of course, your calls come first to the phones and the fun. We go to Andrew in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello, Andrew. Hello, guys. Um, I just, I'm calling in to thank you guys for um, covering that issue with the website that I uh, emailed you guys about. Uh, what issue? I have no idea what you're referring to. Give us an update. It was the... Police Department website where they took my credit from the website. Oh, that's right. You had designed a, a website for the local po- uh, police department, and then a little while after you'd stu- how how long was it afterwards that they changed it? Well, well, it was like about two years. I've done it back in two thousand eight. Right but all they all they did was they changed the, some of the text on the site, so they didn't change any of the actual design of the site. But yet yeah. they actually changed the credit. They, they it, the the credit pages gave credit to you and your company, and then they wiped that away and they put one of their presumably one of their bureaucrats in uh, instead, and <laughs> that was pretty upsetting to you. Yeah, and the thing about it was is I couldn't even find anything that was changed, but that was just their claims. But anyways, I just wanted to thank you for that because I ended up getting the issue resolved. I took some really? advice, and yep, uh, the next day I actually emailed them about it and told them. That they were like involved. They were involved in theft, and that was the only form of compensation I was expecting. And the next day, I also threatened to make the issue more public and write to like the local papers about it. Mm-hmm. So they got an email back like minutes later saying that it would be up the next morning. And I looked at it, and my logo and my name went right back up the next day. Wow, that's fantastic! So no explanation as to why they pulled your name down. No, not at all. Not, not even an apology either. Again, but Jeez. whatever. I, I just, I just wanted to get my credit back for it. But oh, good. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it worked. So basically, do you feel like the the effective part was that uh, that you were going to write a letter to the editor and, and blow this as as wide as you possibly could? I think so, but I also don't. I'm not sure if that, that was the right approach I should have t- taken because I still kind of sided with you know threatening them. Like I don't know. I, I didn't. It's not really a threat of violence. It's a threat of exposure. That's not, in, in my opinion, that is a completely legitimate threat to make. That doesn't even that doesn't even fall in the same category as as a real threat, like yeah, a threat of bodily all. harm or a threat of uh, of theft or of destruction of property. Uh, this is just basically you saying what was the right path if they didn't continue to if they didn't make good. This was the only thing you could do was to uh, to out them publicly. Yeah. Well, I've also not not only that. I've also said that I was going to take it to the most 
um, relevant intellectual property law I could, and that's where I felt oh, guilty. Yeah. Because I didn't want to use the whole system. Yeah, invoking a, invoking the law is definitely a threat of violence. Uh, but then again, you are dealing with people who are violent. Although I don't t- tend to believe that violence can really solve a problem. I think that uh, it just tends to 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 continue the cycle of violence. So I see where you're coming from now. But but presumably, the, the, I mean, actually, the main reason I called you guys for tonight was to thank you and also to talk about Bradley Manning. Um, mm. One issue I'm trying to I don't know, clarify in my head is if he Say, for instance, like he actually did sign the contract, or not sign, he agreed to the contract of joining the military and providing himself to a certain uh, list of rules. And part of those rules were he, was he can't expose those documents. Am I correct? Like, well, they, that's what they're, they're going to claim. Well, I'm sure they have. I'm sure he, would, that he had um, confidentiality, yeah. I, he security may have even clearance. been under a – he may have even had a, a security clearance and that, that requires you to sign saying I'm not going to divulge certain things. Okay. Well, I think like that's that's where I'm trying to go by is I don't know if if it's right if he gets you know if he um, has to deal with consequences for what he did because he did agree to that if if there is something that you know that he's infringing on. But but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you join the military, yeah, okay, you're agreeing to their rules, but you don't really even know what the rules are. Uh, yeah. Dalbert, you were in the Navy. Did you read yes. the Uniform Code of Military Justice before you signed up? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, they talk to us about certain things, but there's a lot. Just like just like um, there are a lot of laws in various states. There are a lot of federal laws. And, and when I say that, I'm, that's a huge understatement. Mm-hmm. There are millions and millions of words of laws. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's millions of words of in the military. It's a lot, uh, though. And they can change the rules anytime they want. It's like any corporation – where you sign up for like a cell phone contract and there's always a provision in there that says something like, and we can update these rules whenever we want. We don't have to tell you. <laughs> That's not a yeah. real contract. Right. That's just – it's – I well, don't know even what you if call it is, that. I mean even if he did say I won't divulge certain things, um, I think there's a point, you know, that, that video – when you see this video where you see innocent – you know, civilians being gunned down by the military, uh, when you see that – you know that kind of changes the landscape a lot. I mean, you know, then you're de- then you're in a quandary, right? What do I do? I violate this agreement that I made, or do I, you know, right? I mean, if you make an agreement with somebody who turns out to be a rapist, what about uh, what about his it, his pledge to to protect the people of of this country from enemies foreign and domestic? From enemies foreign and domestic. Yeah. Now you've got now you've, you you can't. You can't be strictly more. You can't be strictly abiding by both things because. So you, you, he had to make a choice, and I think he made the right choice. I, I'm, I'm, I feel very confident that he made the right choice when he, you know, he, yeah. when he was presented with that quandary. Um, I think he made the right choice. Andrew, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely side with with him. Like, I, I just see it as another human being trying to re- like set the truth free and let people make informed decisions about you know. The, the actions that's happening overseas and, and in these wars and, and all these, um, you know, issues. But one of the, I think the biggest point about it was he was most likely tricked into signing that contract if there was anything because he was probably un- undereducated and they didn't show him about that law or something, you know. But 
Well, yeah, there, to, to have a real contract, in my opinion, you need to have a meeting of the minds, and uh, both both sides needs to under, need to understand the terms of the agreement. And if you've got a, a essentially a, a huge book of rules, and it's just and they, they can change those rules at any time, you really only have a one sided agreement. It's, it's it, there's no way you could come to a meeting of the minds on that because if they can just change the rules at the whim of the legislature. Then, or I don't know. I don't know what it takes to change the uh, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Maybe it's just some military bureaucrats that get together and make some new rules. I would imagine that's how it works. But whatever the the process is, if they can just change it any old time they want to, then it, that's a joke. And of course, it does. It's not a joke in that uh, this man is now sitting in a cage and allegedly being tortured. Uh, that's that's certainly no joke. It's, well, it's horrible. You just, what's if happening. you if you hear the description of his conditions, it's it's obscene. I mean, he's being treated like. He's being kept in solitary confinement. He hasn't even been convicted of anything yet. Andrew, thanks for the call, and I appreciate you bringing that up tonight at 800-259-9231. Nice to have some participation on Christmas Eve. I, I know that Christmas Eve's past have been a little on the, the slow side for Free Talk Live. So get on in, uh, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. Remember, when you call Free Talk Live starting tonight and all throughout the week, uh, your calls will actually be heard in the morning on WXNT in Indianapolis. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and they're completely free. The archives are one of the many free features. You can go and download as much as you want, going all the way back to as late as uh, late 2006, or I guess as early as late 2006. Anyway, lots of archives, all free for you at freetalklive.com. In fact, you get the last week's worth uh, there on the top of the page and then click into the archive section to go back several years. Uh, all there at freetalklive.com. By the way, the archives brought to you by HostGator. They are a, a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name and you create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com can help. Now, that's a special link that you need to use if you want to get your first month free. So, hostgator.freetalklive.com. Unlimited disk space, bandwidth, 99.9% uptime guarantee. Go get the details. Get signed up. Hostgator.freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here, we'll take your phone calls about what you want. Brandon is on the line in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how's it going, Ian hey, and Gilbert? Yeah, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, first, I, well, I just had a few uh, a few statements and then a few quick questions as well, and I'll try to hurry up. But yeah. uh, first, I wanted to just congratulate you guys on uh, winning the podcast award. That was awesome. Well, thank you uh, for voting for us in the podcast awards because if it weren't for listeners like you, then we would not have won. So thanks, thanks goes to you. Oh, awesome. Well, no problem. I enjoyed it. And uh, also, I wanted to – I don't expect you to remember this at all, but about two weeks ago I had called into your show and – Asked for some uh, recommendations for some uh, good talk radio programs, and you turned me on to the LRN. 
And uh, just wanted to say I appreciate that. It was it's great. I'm loving everything I'm listening to. Oh, good. LRN.FM. That's my uh, little internet radio project thing that I put together a couple of years ago to try to bring some of the best liberty-oriented uh, audio programming into the same place. People like Stefan Molyneux. We mentioned him earlier. He's on there. And, and of course, we've got Ernie, Ernie Hancock, who did a live show today, which was cool, uh, the Declare Your Independence and uh, Anti-War Radio, of course, is there. And the nice thing about it is there's a 24-hour stream of, right. of liberty content yeah, exactly. that people can use for lots of different things. They can play it if you want to play it in, a, in your place of business or or, or broadcast it or broadcast it put it on your uh, you know put it on your uh, smartphone you can tune in that way too so i'm glad you like yeah, it so what else is on your mind tonight brandon well i was uh, calling in regards i think i believe it was two nights ago um a younger uh, lady had called in i think i believe she was like 20 and uh said that she had had a pretty bad run-in with the police and uh yeah, where yeah, they arrested her on a DUI charge when she blew up 0.00 into the breathalyzer. Exactly, yeah, yeah. which I under, I mean, I understand the frustration that had to have gone with that. That's just ridiculous. Um, I just wanted to, you know, maybe if she's listening or anybody else who's had that problem before, um, I just wanted to say, you know, police really, they really act differently if you shove a camera in their face. Mm. Um, well, I, you don't want to shove year. the camera in their face. Well, that yeah, will get yeah. you arrested. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, but you know, they they really if they see that you have a video camera out, um they really change their tone and I think it's, you know, a lot of police are starting to realize that, you know, YouTube is a big big thing and you know, they don't want their face all over the internet with all the It's true. with all the Yeah, and I mean they just really they really act differently and uh so you know, if she's listening maybe just some advice to her. Um also, this is the real reason I called in. Um I wanted to see what you guys um, thought of the recent repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And, uh, you know, I know, I mean, it's just a big, big topic of conversation with me and my friends. And, you know, I get asked all the time, um, like, what I think about it. And first, you know, basically what I tell them is, you know, that just means there's more people I have to convince not to join the military. But uh, I, I just wanted to see if maybe you guys agreed or disagreed with my theory that uh, maybe the government's just planning for... Um, some type of you know draft for an upcoming war or something, and maybe now the excuse of being mm. a homosexual might not get you out of it. That's an interesting. Um, it speculation. never does during war anyway. Uh, they they tend to drop "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" at wartime. Oh, really? Yeah, they are. Oh, they wow. just stop enforcing it. Uh, it's one of those things that's only it's only enforced when it's when it's when. When someone actually might want to join the military and doesn't have to. Well, uh, we talked <laughs> earlier about like about that uh, this week on the the program, or yeah, earlier this week we we spoke about that. And uh, but now tonight, Dalebird is on the show, and as a as a gay man who was who, in the military and was kicked out for being gay, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, this uh, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell? Well, there's a lot of mixed feelings. I have to admit. I'm, on the one hand, I do think it's good in terms of it, it, I think it's reflective of a culture shift. Mm-hmm. That's being that's finding um, that's coming to finding some common sense around this issue of homosexuality, but that's good. Uh, I think it's a good. It reflects a good uh, culture shift because I think politics always follows culture. You know, you, very slowly, very very slowly. Yeah, true. Like right now, because pot should be legal right now if it yeah. really followed culture quickly. But and it's going to pot's going to be legal because of that because of the culture shift. But it is slow, like you said. Um, and I think uh, I think that's good. I think it's. Uh, it's it's bad in that it isn't something that people now. I, I think if if someone has a way to get out of the military, they they should be able to quit anyway. I think you should mm. just be able to quit the military without any massive repercussions. Instead of being an indentured servant for right. eight years, right? Absolutely. Uh, and this was a, a, this was an out, and you didn't necessarily have to be gay to 
to use it, you just had to be able to convince them you were, I guess. Um, but, and that's going to be gone. Uh, I think that um, it is going to be uh, used as brownie points for the military to not seem as big and nasty and aggressive and horrible. Even though they're still killing. Even though they're <laughs> killing still, people. We're still talking about a group. We should have that- a standing army, uh, and, we, and we do. Um, so in that sense, that you know, it's bad that it's going to give good PR to the military. Um, but uh, it, it's good that they're not discriminating. I mean, in the general sense, that's, that's really good, all you can you know? give them credit for. Is yeah. okay if you're going to have a government. It's good that they aren't discriminating. But at the same time, I don't support the military and I don't support war. And so, why would anybody want to join the? <laughs> it's hard would... to care, to be honest, because I don't tend to get into these things and try to get the government to to be better. You know, I don't yeah. I don't care on working with make, trying to make the government be better. I'm glad when they are. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad when they become less evil. They are at the core evil because it's an aggressive organization by its nature. So, but uh, but I, and I'm glad when they're less evil. I'm just not going to go play their games to get them to be less evil. I always feel in the long run I'm doing more harm than good by playing the game by legitimizing the state. A lot of things, yeah. I mean, there's a legitimizing. There's the there's a it it it. The, I think it props them up in the long run and 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 gives them uh, their power comes from us going along with them. And so, playing all those games is part of that. So I don't do that, so it's hard to care about Don't Ask, Don't Tell on the big scheme of things. Yeah, that's what I've been telling everybody. It's just like, you know, because everybody's talking about it recently, and I'm just like, you know, I don't care. Like, I don't – I try to convince everyone I've ever known not to join the military. So, like, it's kind of an irrelevant Exactly. Topic. Yeah, exactly. and I think that any time you talk about it, it deserves a, a full discussion of the the ins and the outs. And like D- like Delbert was saying, that the you know he has mixed feelings about it. So on the one hand, okay, yeah, they did the right thing by letting anybody join the military. On the other hand, now anybody can join the military and be a paid killer. I mean, that's not that's not necessarily something to be cheering about, right? So, uh, thanks for the call tonight, Brandon. I appreciate hearing from you. Now, real a real advancement for I think the the gay movement would be to abolish government. Uh, Marriage that would be a nice uh, abolishing plus. government marriage would be great. That'd be good um, for everybody. I can't say that I that I don't like the idea of them starting to accept gay marriages and starting to recognize gay marriages. There's reasons that's, why that's a good thing. That's a lot more acceptable to me than. Uh, you know, but I, than but this yeah, issue. abolish marriage is the is preferable. You can bring up what you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, still, we'll give you the story on the city that's shutting down and why. In a moment, it's Free Talk Live. You can take control. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. And the features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to prove that they actually listen to the show. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com, and if you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to be part of the Shrine. 
shrine.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dalbert. And by the way, uh, Dalbert, you can join uh, Dalbert on his website over at anarchyinyourhead.com. And you can get uh, the occasional blog post or video blog slash cartoon over uh, at anarchyinyourhead.com. Speaking of things that you can uh, look at, possibly read, Pirates of Savannah. It's Taron Lupo. You know him from the LCL Report. Well, if you've liked his, uh, enjoyed his history pieces on the LCL Report, then you should check out his new historical fiction novel. Pirates of Savannah is an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the Low Country. It's uh, at its heart as a tale of prisoners, refugees, and society's casts off, uh, all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discover a path to liberty on the open seas. It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was like in the 1700s and is loaded with real obscure historical events that time has nearly erased and buried. Taryn's doing an experiment, by the way, in intellectual property and taking a risk by giving away the ebook completely free. You can check out the first three chapters right now at piratesofsavannahbook.com. That's piratesofsavannahbook.com. And it kind of, kind of leads me into a discussion that, uh, that I wanted to have tonight about intellectual property. Because Taryn there is, is trying something a little different when it comes to the world of book publishing. Instead of just printing out some books and trying to sell them. Uh, or instead of having an ebook that is locked down and you have to pay money to get access to, he's just giving it away, and he's hoping that he'll get compensated for it, kind of on the back end, right? So that when people read it, they like it, they say, "Oh, I enjoyed that read. I'll give him some I money." I think this is modernizing. I think people are adapting to modern media because it's the nature of media in modern times that you you can't lock it. It, it can't be secured. Uh, as easily as it has been in the past with new technologies and everything. So it's just he's adapt- He's trying to adapt, and I think that's good. I think yeah. a lot of things are going to have to be attempted and tried, and some won't succeed, and some will work better than others, and we'll find out what works. It's, a- it's great to see people stepping outside of the box, the, the, of the old ways of doing things, of the old media, the old, in this case, old publishing. And uh, this, so I wanted to share an example of another um, stepping out of the box, this from torrentfreak.com, Torrent's for those that don't know, are a, a, a it's a way of distributing content online. This, it's, is, this is part of that new technology and modern media that I was just talking about. Exactly. Right. It's peer-to-peer technology. So when you download a torrent, basically it gives your computer the information on how to go and download whatever that torrent represents. So maybe it's the latest... And, and upload it because you're helping to upload to other people who are downloading Correct. It. So maybe it's some, uh, some hit Hollywood movie or uh, some music or something else entirely. It doesn't necessarily have to be so-called uh, f- file sharing of things that are deemed to be pirated or illegal. It can just be anything. A torrent is just a way to distribute files. Um, so... One company has decided to really embrace torrents, and we'll explain. According to Torrent Freak, just in time for the Christmas holidays, the guys who brought us the Humble Indie Bundle have done it again with their latest game pack called, simply, Humble Indie Bundle 2. Wolfire Games are capturing imaginations. Their pay-what-you-want model is proving very popular with customers, especially when the funds go not only to the indie developers, but also the Electronic Freedom Foundation and the Child's Play Charity. At the time of writing, the pack has received 211,641 orders, which have generated more than $1.6 million, an average price of $7.68. Now, currently, anyone paying over this average amount will also get a free gift, which is the Humble Indie Bundle 1. But inevitably, 
HIB2 has ended up becoming available through unofficial channels, and naturally those include BitTorrent. Just last week, a reader wrote to us explaining that the users of Demonoid were getting rather upset that the pack was available there, even though it's possible to get it for virtually nothing through the official sources. The fact that BitTorrent was being used to distribute this new game pack didn't go unnoticed by the company either, Wolfire Games. And on December 19th, their co-founder tweeted this. He said, if you pirated the Humble Indie Bundle, please tell me why in this anonymous survey. Even the tone of the survey shows why people have become so protective over these uh, bundles. It's just an anonymous survey to try to understand why you pirated the Humble Indie Bundle and what we could have done better, it says, humbly. No anger, angry finger pointing here, just a willingness to listen, just how business should be done. And then Jeff, the guy from the company, told Torrent Freak this morning that he had several hundred responses come back. One of the response types was, I just like BitTorrent. They didn't want to go through the official channels. They <laughs> wanted to use their favorite program. Uh, for instance, they have a poor internet connection and can't sustain a direct download. Or more simply, they just hate downloading things in their browser and then having to uh, you know, do certain things to it later, like geek stuff like M- MD5 Summit, which is uh, some sort of a hash check that verifies mm. it is what it claims to be. Indeed, most common search autocomplete for excuse me, the most common search autocomplete for the Humble Indie Bundle on Google is Humble Indie Bundle Torrent. And not surprising really uh, since it's not surprising really since those uh, since for those already familiar with the protocol, BitTorrent is an extremely convenient way to transfer files. Would you prefer to get uh, this bu- this pack of games via uh, using BitTorrent? Well, you got it. This uh, guy from the company, Jeff, says, I just added a BitTorrent download option in addition to our direct content delivery downloads. The BitTorrent files include the new web seed feature pointing to our CDN, so even if there are no seeders, people still get fast download speeds. So to explain wow. what that means for the, the, uh, the non-geek out there, BitTorrent is, as you mentioned, Delbert, a way to share files that includes both downloading and uploading. So yeah, as more people download it, then all those people can start uploading it. Now they've got a copy of it. They can all help with the uploading. It's called and, seeding yeah. when they do that. And then the, and the, it's cool. Like certain packets, when they match for a lot of different people, it only has to be sent out once. And everyone gets that packet. And it's yeah. a lot of nice efficiency built into BitTorrent. It makes it go very fast. If there are a lot of people seeding, then you can you can pull down little pieces of the file from multiple locations, basically, all at once. So in theory... Uh, a torrent, and many times in reality, a torrent can be a lot faster than a direct download. It Absol- just all depends absolutely. on who's, right. It just all depends but on who's seeding and how bl- much bandwidth. I know Blizzard uh, that creates World of Warcraft is their big, huge game, and they've mm-hmm. done a lot of other games. They use it for uh, they use it for um, certain. Uh, they, sometimes when they're doing beta and things, and they need to download a large piece of software, they'll I use mean, they, they, use, they create their own torrent and. Right, so within their software, they're doing the same kind of thing without yeah, calling it's built it a torrent. into their software. But. So essentially, this company has uh, as has asked their users what they want. Their users have said, "We like BitTorrent," and now they've made it official. And basically, when they're when they're talking about the CDN, that's their content delivery network. So if there are no seeders, he says, people still get fast download speeds. So basically, they linked their official server into the torrent file. And so, so even so if, it would automatically seed, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So even if you download the torrent and there's nobody else seeding the file, this company Which is, is actually doing it. <laughs> but especially yeah. with the popularity behind this thing. I mean, again, they released this this product and they've pulled in already uh, 211,000 orders, and I don't think it's been on the market for that long. That's 1.6 million dollars. And if you're 
If you're doing software creation and you don't have to deal with the actual publishing side of things, you don't have to go and find somebody to press the CDs for you or press the DVDs. You have to order boxes. You have to have somebody package that stuff. It's really and, very primitive if you think about it. Yeah. Do all that stuff when this is data. It's we've got we're massively connected with huge amounts of uh, bandwidth. And it's silly to sit there and burn CDs and mail them and or put them take in a them store. to stores and put them in a big box with a lot of air in it. Right. Well, there's, <laughs> you, know? you know, there's still some viability to that, obviously, because there's a market segment that just hasn't really embraced downloading as, as much as they have the idea of shopping and, and looking at shelves. So that hasn't gone away, and it's probably going to be Not a while yet. before it does. It'll be a while. But it's nice to see people embracing these new delivery methods here. Um, because this is the future. I mean, if you look at Netflix, that's the direction they're going, where it's my understanding they plan on phasing out eventually the, the mailing option when it comes to Netflix. I'm loving their their instant streaming movies. They've upgraded it to HD now, uh, so in a lot of their streamings that they have on the instant stream, you if you've got the bandwidth, they will stream that in HD. And if you get a DVD, then you're not getting HD. You're getting a lower resolution. So, I mean, there's a reason right there to use the streaming if it's available. Yep. Uh, so more coming up here. 800-259-9231. It's uh, sure is exciting watching these things change. More about intellectual property also in moments. You can take control. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want here. It's the live Christmas Eve edition of the program, and we're here as always to talk to you about anything. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And we invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there completely free, so head over there and do that. Uh, freetalklive.com, we're one of those new businesses that... You know, we give away our product. As we've mentioned before, there, there's no, there's not a members-only section of Free Talk Live. There is the Free Talk Live AMP program, and that does give you a couple of things that you wouldn't normally get. But there, everything you see on the website, you can access. Everything that's there that's listed, you can get to it for free. It's like little secret doors and stuff that you get to discover if you AMP. But yeah, it's, it's exactly. not all. I mean, there's, a, there's so much content that is normally charged for by other stations. Uh, or other shows, rather, Absolutely. that you can access for free. Everything from the chat room to the bulletin board system to the archives, it's all there. It's all free. And so we ask you for a voluntary contribution on the back end. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. And you do get access to the perks like the uh, the secret area of the forum. The forum exists. You can get in the forum and you can use 90% of it. But there's one little area that we created just for the amplifiers. They get that. You get the, uh, the amp-only call-in line. So you can still call into the show. It's just if you're an amplifier, you get a couple extra lines that you get to use exclusively. Um, so, you know, there's a couple of perks involved in this, but the main reason is to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations and, uh, and get on more internet connections, get in more people's ears around the world. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card. You, you also can get use... archives without commercials, or did you already say that? That's true. I didn't yeah. say that. That yeah. is another perk as well. 
Um, so yeah, so head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more, get signed up, any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options available, amp.freetalklive.com. We really appreciate it. And by the way, I uh, want to make sure you know about the cruise that's coming up. Mark isn't here this week. In fact, he's going to be back uh, tomorrow, actually. So this is the last night without Mark. Uh, but our your, our usual co-host uh, is down in Florida this week. And I'm sure he's thinking about uh, being out on a cruise ship because coming up next year in November of 2011, leaving from Bayonne, New Jersey, is the cruise with Mark and Stefan Molyneux and Wes Bertrand of uh, Complete Liberty. And Delbert of Anarchy in Your Head. Are you going? Um, is it confirmed? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go. All right. Good, good to know. We'll, we'll start including you in that. Then I'm going to make a note. Uh, where the, and by the way, it's going to be one of those unconferences, which I've never experienced before, where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock, wall, uh, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. And so you should go and reserve your berth now before the prices go up. Prices right now are as low as $535 for a double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com to do it. That's cruise.freetalklive.com. So, uh, Dalebert, you have yet to sign up for the, the, the I, berth? I've been um, talking to people about sharing a berth, so, I see. Uh, right. so not yet. So but. let me know when you, when it's nailed down, and we'll, start, we'll include Dalebert from anarchyinyourhead.com All right. in our copy. So that's cruise.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a company that has embraced the idea of file sharing for distribution of their games. It's called the Humble Humble Indie Bundle. You can go to HumbleBundle.com. I have no idea what these games are, uh, but apparently people like them because they are downloading and paying for these games to the tune of over 221,000 uh, purchases being made. Now, that's not all of the downloads. They've had more downloads than that, but that's that's the downloads they've had through their website, the ones that they can track. Right. But there are other people that are downloading it in other ways, like downloading the uh, the BitTorrent version of this. And the company wanted to know why are people doing this? Why, When you can download this for free and pay what you want on our website, why are you downloading it through right. BitTorrent? And they people just basically said, we like BitTorrent. And you've got to give people the product that they want in the way that they want it. Like, for instance, Free Talk Live. I know our radio stations would love for us to just be exclusively on the radio, but that would cut out a significant segment of our audience that wants to listen later or wants to listen at their convenience. And so we've got 85 wonderful radio stations on board at various different times throughout the week. We've also got our podcasts. We've got our archives where you can go and download and listen anytime you want. We've got live streams that allow you to listen uh, you know, to our live stream anytime you want. We've got uh, a phone line that you can call and listen on your, your cell phone. We've got a, a satellite signal that you can, you can receive with no subscription subscription charge so i i think especially when it comes to media whether it's a radio show whether it's a movie whether it's something you read or a sound an audio book any kind of media i find that you shoot yourself in the foot trying to restrict access to it Mm -hmm. the more available it is the better i think um the better you know promoted it's going to be the better if you want people to if you want there to be a buzz surrounding it you want people talking about it saying i really liked it you know i I watched it it and i really liked it and i remember there was a there was a little film that came out recently that um was trying to you know only let people get it by ways by you know you, you have to watch it and and i and i thinking to myself the people who don't want to pay for it, and there are plenty of them, yep. if, if, if they were able – and they, they weren't able to keep them from seeing it because it was a, available on BitTorrent, like just about As everything, everything is. But if they were able to keep people from seeing it, I just imagine those people – there's people who would just – if they could, absolutely could keep them from seeing it without paying a certain fee, there's people who just wouldn't have watched it. 
They would just not have watched it. They wouldn't have paid it. And my thought is then someone would go to them and say, well, oh, what did you think of that movie? I, I, didn't, I didn't care enough about it to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And that would be the only review they could give it versus if maybe they saw it for free, they might get a new customer or, or any number of customers from people who saw it. Maybe they bit torrented it and will talk well about it and say have good things yeah, to say about post, it. Yeah, they might post a Facebook And update. encourage other customers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And maybe they'll want a, a nice DVD copy later with extra features on it or something and they'll buy that. And I know that happens to me in many cases where I'll see a movie for free because I rented it. No, mm-hmm. Almost free because I rented it. Or right. maybe I saw it streaming on Netflix and so I got it. For a flat, you know, I'm paying a flat monthly fee and I get to see movies. And so I watched it and I essentially saw it practically for free. And if I really like it, there's plenty of movies that end up in my collection later that I pay money for, for the DVD. Absolutely. And as you pointed out, if you share how much you like the product with other people, there's odds are good. The more people that find out that you've liked it, that will try it for themselves, that they will like it. And then odds are better that one of those folks is going to go out and buy it. So by shutting down, by clamping down on your product, whatever it is, whatever the uh, the creative work it is we're discussing here, by clamping down, you are preventing sales you don't even know about. You're, pre- you're preventing uh, how much percentage? We don't know. There's right. no way to calculate what you're missing out on. We're back to the scene and, and the And look unseen. how much I think people really appreciate the Humby and Andy bundle for just acknowledging modern times and modern media and what's happening. And they're progressive, and people appreciate that, I well, think. You know what is really neat here? Um, looking at their website, HumbleBundle.com. Again, this is a software bundle that has embraced BitTorrent, has embraced file sharing. The company has officially embraced it, and they're now offering it as a, as a download option. And, in fact, the, uh, the guy that, one of the guys that runs the company makes a great point here. He says, we're going to reduce our bandwidth costs now. As a result, he says dramatically <laughs> right. because they were the ones – they're paying for this content delivery network to, to seed these files out to people, which is like what we do with our, uh, with our MP3s. We pay a content delivery network called Libsyn to, to you know, send out our files. That way, if 3,000 people want to download the latest episode of Free Talk Live all at the same time, it doesn't crash our server. The Libsyn servers are built to handle a, a heavy load. They right. handle that. They're a content delivery network. I mean we don't pay a whole lot of money for it. It's like – 60 bucks a month and we've got a pretty big account Uh, but a a major software distributor that's distributing hundreds of thousands of copies he he says he's going to save dramatically on bandwidth so it's actually in the company's best interest to embrace file sharing and embrace peer-to-peer and essentially put your fans to work for you you're putting the the bandwidth of your fans internet connections to work for your distribution i was going to address that and then the break came was that there in, in with the whole fire file sharing community that uses BitTorrent and loves BitTorrent? There's a there's a protocol, there's a a netiquette surrounding BitTorrent where, you, and it's very look it's very frowned upon to not seed. You know, you, when you mm-hmm. download something, at least for a period of time, the idea is you're supposed to seed it for more than you downloaded. So more, that more. if you download it, so that the idea is you want to upload it to like four complete copies or two complete copies, at least two complete copies, maybe four or at more. At least one. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just to sort of, the idea is you're supposed to carry your weight. Yeah, you're you know, giving that, back to the you're community. You're giving back so that, you know, because if you want this to, to, to prosper, everyone carries their weight. So, and then some. And so there's plenty of seeding because most people are seeding far more than they download. What I really like here, uh, Dalebert, uh, at their website, humblebundle.com, is how they actually do the ordering. So if you decide you want to order this product through their website, remember, it's pay what you want. 
So if you want to pay zero, you can pay zero. If you want to pay a thousand dollars, you can pay a thousand dollars. That you pay what you want. And they brought a charity into this as well. They brought uh, the Child's Play charity. I'm not familiar with what that is, but I am familiar with the Electronic Freedom Foundation. So they're doing two uh, charitable giving in addition to this. And the way it works is you punch in the amount that you want to pay for the software. So you know, ten bucks. The average is seven dollars and seventy six cents right now. And so you punch in the amount that you want to pay for the software. If you pay more than the average, a penny more than the average, then you will get uh, the original software bundle that they sold as a bonus. So you actually double the amount of product that you're getting just for doing the average, which isn't much. But Mm -hmm. then what you do is you actually use these sliders and you can slide how much of the money you want to send to... Uh, the Electronic Freedom Foundation, or you can slide more for the Child's Play uh, Foundation, or you can slide more to give them a tip. I mean, it's it's a pretty neat little way to, to place an order and to benefit charity all at the same time. It really allows people to customize their buying experience. Hour three's coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. third hour of the program it's the live christmas eve edition of the program or if you're listening in indianapolis on wxnt on monday morning well we're not live Uh, of course we're not live everywhere we are thanks to all of our stations whether they take us live or a delay broadcast it's good to be here it's good to be doing a show when all those other shows would never dream of it most of the other people in this business either they take the the uh, the time off and there's there's what they call a a best of which is just a repeat (laughs) Yeah. Uh, or and meanwhile, new content's coming out from Free Talk Live, and lots yeah. of people are going to lose are going to lose their shows to Free Talk Live because it's so much. Well, we hope, so. we, we hope so. We hope so. It's it, this business is a little bit like uh, kind of vulturistic, I suppose. If there is, if I could use that word, is it is there a word like vulturistic in that uh, you know we we kind of opportunize on the demise of radio shows. So I mentioned earlier tonight that uh, our affiliate in Indianapolis, WXNT, is airing this program throughout the uh, the week, throughout the week following Christmas on their morning show, because their morning guy's taking the week off. But it's in advance of what's going to happen in January uh, on Fox News Talk 1430, WXNT in Indianapolis. You're going to be able to hear Free Talk Live six nights a week, because they've had our Saturday show on for a long time, for like five years. And now Fred Thompson, who's this old politician guy who i guess has an acting career at the same time and he's a really old guy and so he doesn't really have 
oh, I don't know, maybe the pep that you might want to have on a nighttime show. Uh, he, he's unless you want to put your listeners to sleep. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's he's leaving radio because a lot of these Hollywood guys they can't hack it. They uh, they get into radio and it's like a it's like a hobby because. They're plenty wealthy. They've done all these movies and they've got millions of dollars and, you know, they're, they're getting bored with whatever their current hobby is. So they come into the radio business and they try radio. And so because they've got a name like uh, Dennis Miller or Fred Thompson or something like that, because they've got a name, that'll get them picked up on a lot of radio stations. Oh, Fred Thompson's got his own show. Well, let's put him on. Even though he's not the best radio host, he's a name. And as it turns out, most of those Hollywood guys end up folding up shop after a year or two at the most. Dennis Miller's one of the exceptions. He's been going now for I think like 3 years, maybe maybe a little bit longer than that. I think um, I think it seems like I've heard a little bit of Dennis Miller from, from some time back, so I believe so. Maybe so. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to be uh, doing more over at WXNT, which is great. It's going to be great news, especially when we're live there. Uh, if you're listening to us in the morning, you can still interact with us. We're going to be on at night. So after 7 o'clock at night, just call the number we're giving out over and over again throughout the show, and uh, you'll be able to talk to us. And then you can listen the next morning and, and hear yourself then. So and you can talk cool. about anything you like on Free Talk Live. Exactly. That is the point. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the live uh, New Year's, or not New Year's, but we will be live on New Year's. It's the live Christmas Eve edition, and uh, we're here for you. So uh, let's continue and go to Abel in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Abel. Hi, Ian. How you doing? Hey, you're on uh, with Dalebert as well. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh... The uh, I just um what the heck is going on with Liberty Forum? I see that it says it's canceled. Well, I'd recommend uh, that later on tonight you grab the podcast to uh, listen to the first hour of the show because oh, you talked we about talked it about it in detail. We actually had Irina Goddard on, who's a former organizer of the Liberty Forum, and she kind of gave her thoughts on what was going on, and we speculated on what was happening and what might what, what might come out of this. But for those just tuning in. The Liberty Forum has been canceled for 2011 due to, I, I would say, poor planning and poor promotion on the part of the Free State Project. It sounds like, uh, in summary, and, and, and this is dangerous but in, to, to do because I'm probably going to miss something or say something incorrectly, but in summary, it sounds like not enough happened soon enough um, to make sure that it was all going to happen on track and be a really good event. And I don't think they wanted it to be a half half-baked event. They wanted it to be well done, of course. So and instead, so, there's nothing. And then, and then I think a little bit contributed to the, uh, was that there weren't as many early registrations as they were hoping or enough hotel room reservations yeah. and things like that. So we'll see what comes out of this, Abel, as far as what the activist community decides to step up and do. If anything, I would expect there will be something uh, to, to come out of this. It may end up being even better uh, in the long run than the Liberty Forum. Or maybe we'll see a splintering where there'll be a couple of new events rather than just well, one more. Uh, yeah, and if there's more events, then maybe Liberty Forum. It's, it's very likely, I imagine, that Liberty Forum will happen next year. They just, you know, they'll figure out what went wrong this year and not allow it to happen next year, I'm guessing. Um, Liberty Forum will probably still go on after this year. And new stuff may crop up because of this crisis, and um, I think it very likely will pop up, and then maybe we'll have more events happening, and that, I think that's just better, more choices, and, and for a lot of people, they're going to do everything. You that's know? true. I, I'll probably still go to Liberty Forum, and are, I'll probably do the new events as well. So There are, there are some old events called the Alt Expo that, that may uh, 
decide to take up the reins and do something uh, with the, with the time frame. Yeah, well, whether whether somebody puts something together for late February or not, I think is another question. I don't I don't expect anybody to be able to put an event together in that short amount of time, but we may see something middle maybe in the middle of the year or well, later on. Well, if it's an unconference, it won't take as much planning, and maybe they can. I don't. That's know. That's true, but people still have to plan to travel, and they have to plan to get time off from work, good and point. they have to plan to be there as well. Because we do want the purpose point, of yeah. these events is to bring people in from outside of New Hampshire. We can get right. together any time. Those of us who live in New Hampshire, it's not far to drive across but the state. We can do things You're anytime. right. The Liberty Forum and Pork Fest are really there more than anything to bring people in who are interested in the Free State Project or want to find out more about it or who have signed up and just yeah, haven't it's moved a, It's yet. a showcase of, like of our community, of the liberty activism up here, and that's really what it's all about. So, Abel, anything else you want to share tonight? I'm I'm good. Thank you, guys. Hey, hey Abel, check out uh, go to George, George Donnelly's uh, blog and uh, read up what he has to say about an unconference. Yeah, he's got some interesting suggestions over at uh, georgedonnelly.com. And thanks, Abel, for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. You know, we were talking about intellectual property uh, last hour and how it is that. Some companies are being a little more open-minded to newer developments in the ways of distribution for their products than others. We've certainly seen it in the music industry where some bands like, I think, Nine Inch Nails have released... Radiohead, uh, I believe. Radiohead is one of them, uh, have released an album online... And some of them have done this pay-what-you-want method where you download the album for free and then you decide what it's worth to you. Maybe it's two bucks. Maybe it's twenty. Maybe I think it's, it's kind of nice. You can listen to it first and go, "Wow, that was maybe that was better than I expected." Absolutely. You know, I, I was I was planning on paying twelve dollars, and I listened to it. It's so awesome. I'm going to pay eighteen. I don't well, know. If you think yeah. about it from that perspective, Dalbert, if somebody is able to try before they buy, that also. I think is going to increase the quality overall of everything that is released because you don't have that. If you can try it before you buy it, you don't ever ha- you don't have that problem where you go and you buy us an album at the CD store. You don't know what the heck it's what's on there. You know the single. You know maybe one or two of the songs that are there. You don't know about the rest of the album. Right. It's a crapshoot as to whether or not that stuff's any good. Most of the time, it's not. So if if bands or movie makers or software uh, promoters know in advance that people are going to be able to try before they buy, they better be on their best game. They better. Program a soft software that's very good. They better make some music that's outstanding. Don't release some crap and put one good piece of, uh, of you know, one good song in there. Sure. You're not I mean, get away with it. It's always this sort of thing is always good for customers. It's what you're going to see is the industries that have a stranglehold on the on the industry. They're going to they're going to be the ones putting up a fight about it because they they've they're the ones that maybe making a killing in the off of the copyright. Yeah. Uh, off the benefits of copyright mm-hmm. for those people, and and copyright's gonna die. It's just it's just gonna. I, I you know you I can hope fight so. it. They're fighting it tooth and nail, but it's just the world we live in. It's just not doable anymore. And and this is the the reality people have to come to realize. It, it's not an issue of whether you think it's right or not. It, it's just not gonna happen. And 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 the industries that adapt are gonna be. Uh, it's not even They're the industries, win. but the companies yeah. that adapt rather yep. uh, are the ones that are gonna be successful. I think and. And it's a great way to cut out the middleman, as we were talking about before, where the software, instead of having to print out boxes and go with a manufacturer and a st- distributor and a, where- a warehouser and a wholesaler and all these other people that are in between, you're just going yeah. directly to your clients, which is why this software bundle that we were telling about in the last hour that has had over 200,000 downloads and the average purchase on this pay-what-you-want uh, situation where you can pay zero or you can pay $1,000, whatever you want – the average purchase is just over 7 bucks or just under $8. But that's not a big deal because if it's their company and they're not dealing with anybody else in the middle and they're getting 100% of that $7 or make, you know, 97% after you take out a credit card fee, 
that's great. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of this over a oh, million absolutely. dollars. Of course, I, I, another struggle I expect to see are people fighting to keep those jobs, even when they're not necessary anymore. You yeah, know, well, uh, that's probably where a lot, a lot of jobs are going to go away because they're just not needed anymore. And those people can go do something else productive, make something else that we need really badly because we're not going to need these things. Anymore. You're right. I bet you that's where a lot of the, uh, the the people that are coming from that want to keep things status quo. Those those are who those people are. They're the people that know that they might be out of work if this stuff gets popular. And it is getting popular and there's nothing they can do with the government uh, to stop that. More coming up. This is Free Talk. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You know, some of those features include our news updates. To get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to do that. That's news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via emailed updates or Twitter or Facebook. That's news.freetalklive.com. Now, have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Could save you a lot of money. And uh, these jur- these attorneys certainly know how to milk you out of the dollars. So go to jurisdictionary.com to learn exactly how to win without a lawyer. And if you do have a lawyer, how you can make sure that lawyer is actually doing what he's supposed to be doing, as opposed to just layering on a bunch of unnecessary crap that he's going to bill you at $300 an hour for. So you can learn all that over at jurisdictionary.com. It works for both plaintiffs and defendants. You can minimize your legal fees and maximize winning. Uh, it costs less than an uh, costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy that an average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. Get it at jurisdictionary.com. That's jurisdictionary.com. As we continue here, of course, we'll take phone calls about whatever you want at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So to continue on the intellectual property discussion uh, that we've been having here tonight, there's a piece out of the Escapist, EscapistMagazine.com. Regarding somebody who has made a public has come out publicly against piracy, but piracy is just a nasty way of saying file sharing. And there's nothing wrong with sharing, especially when we're talking about ideas. There's nothing wrong, in my opinion, with the idea of and open I, information. And, and yeah, and I want to say information and data because you're talking also sometimes about yes, there are programs and things that have been constructed and. It's it's more than an idea, I would say. It's a it's a construct, but it's an instantly replicable construct. That's Correct. The, that's, the, that's the nature of this beast, and that's the fact that people have to deal with. Replicable without any kind of degradation in the quality, in that you can distribute and at no it. No cost to the to the original producers. I mean, there, there's right. the there's the uh, there's the presumption of loss of loss of revenue 
but you don't but know no that's an ambiguous thing. You can't place a you can't place damages on that. You right. Know, In know. fact, many there's the possibility that you might get more revenue from allowing file sharing or for yeah, encouraging quite file possible. Sharing. Quite possible. Uh, so, so the story here from EscapistMagazine.com: Award-winning Norwegian author Anne Ragde found her stance against the evils of ebook piracy undermined just a wee little bit when her son revealed that she has more than 1,800 illegally downloaded songs stored on her iPod. <laughs> Anne Ragda has done pretty well for herself. She's written several successful novels, won Norway's Brage Prize for children's literature, had her work translated into multiple languages, and even made into a popular television series. So it's not too surprising that she's no fan of ebook piracy, as it had a direct impact on her, lively, uh, on her livelihood, or as that's what she believes. To that end, she wouldn't allow her latest novel to be released as an audiobook or to be translated into Russian and Chinese. You want to talk about just cutting your nose off to spite your face. Pretty much. It goes right back to what you were saying earlier, Dalebird. This woman has refused to allow her book released as an audiobook. She has just cut out every one of her fans that don't have the time to sit down and actually read a dead tree version of her writing. Uh, Luther, who is occasional co-host on the show, sometimes he hosts our Sunday Internet uh, edition. He's my roommate as well, and that guy is busy. He is—he's uh, driving around. He do, he drives for a living. He does repairs, copying machines, and he said something to me today about how he wanted to get something in audiobook form because he doesn't have time to actually sit down and read. By the time he gets at home at night, he's not in a reading mood. You know, he's he's ready to to crash out to uh, to you know get some sleep. Sure. And he's spending at least an hour or two, three hours, maybe more than that, in the car every single day. So when you've got all that kind of time behind the wheel, you want to be able to listen to things. And certainly Free Talk Live is a, is a good way to fill uh, t- you know, 21 hours a week. But uh, some people want to use uh, that time for audiobooks. This woman has decided that p- she is so against piracy, she's not even going to allow anybody to have an audiobook. She's not, just, it's just not even going to be created because there's the chance <laughs> that somebody's going to take it, rip well, it to MP3, and put it online. It's Exactly. It's it's at that point. It's it's in data form, and it can be instantly replicated, and so on. So, here's what she actually had to say in an interview with a Norwegian newspaper, Dagens. I can't pronounce that last word. Piracy scares the hell out of me. I do not know what to say. I lose sleep at night over it. I have figured out that I've lost half a million kroner. That's about seventy-two thousand. This is uh, US again. Dollars. This is presuming that she would have made this revenue, right? Uh, but it's correct. But, She's presuming she would have sold every book she believes that uh, was downloaded. And it, and that's a that's a that's a fallacy because just because someone downloaded something of yours for free doesn't mean they would have paid your price for it. Maybe they maybe they had a price in mind they would have been willing to pay, but maybe it's not your price. Mm-hmm. And so if, if if you give someone the choice, and it's going to be a very difficult one in this world because it's going to always be possible to download it for free. But if you give someone the choice of either having it or not having it at a very specific price, and there's no competitors out there who can compete with that price because you're you have a monopoly on that specific product, uh, then uh, you can't assume that because they downloaded it, they would have paid your price for it. So that's a that's a fallacy to say that you lost that much money. You didn't lose anything, first of all. Uh, you're just you're upset because you you felt like you should have gotten that money, but but uh, you wouldn't have necessarily gotten it. Maybe she should talk to Stephen King. I I would love to uh, look into how he did. I think it was Stephen King. And if I'm wrong about this, please correct me at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But do you recall it was it was seems like it was several years ago. That Stephen King embraced this kind of serial distribution, pay what you want model, where he was releasing chapters at a time of his new book, 
I've and heard of that. Mm-hmm. The idea was that he would release a new chapter if he reached his fundraising goal of, okay, well, if you like the first chapter, here's what you need to, to raise in order to release sure. the second Sure. Actually, that's a, that's a model I've talked about, too. Uh, not, not that specific model, but the, but the yeah, the idea of releasing a chapter at a time, you've got people hanging on the edge of their seats. Right, so they're going to want to pay for that money, next. You know? Like, right, like imagine, uh, for instance, you, you and I were talking about this, I think, last night at the, uh, the Festivus party, how if you have Netflix... And you 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 tune into a show at the time when it's all done. Like you're just you're recently just started watching Lost, right? And there's six. Every seasons. show is a cliffhanger. Well, not as some of them have kind of lame-o endings, but yeah. uh, but but Lost, you know, pretty just great about show. Every show is a cliffhanger. <laughs> some of them have some really good ones, no doubt. Uh, but six seasons—that's a lot of television. And you're talking about how there's this uh, you know this this problem with Netflix where they've got it all there for you, and so you can watch it done, anytime. You can just keep going and going and going, and it's like I said before, you know it, it's eight in the morning and you've been up all night watching lost episodes you've got to go to sleep at some point and i've done this before i did it with dexter when i first started watching dexter the first two seasons were out and i grabbed both seasons and i went through them in like 48 hours i mean yeah you know i I, it was crazy and a little self-destructive as uh, as well um but my my point here is that if, if you could if you could buy television in the same way if they just released the whole season of uh of Dexter like that, you know, like, okay, pay as much as you want and we'll release the next episode tomorrow instead of having to wait a week right. uh, to, to get to see it. it. Probably all the fanatics would start shelling out money just so they could see the next episode. There'd quicker. be someone out there like donating triple the recommended amount or something. But this going. lady is still stuck in the old paradigm. She believes that piracy well, or... she's reality is going to smack her in the face real soon. <laughs> we'll tell we'll tell you more about what's uh, what's happened to her because again her son outs her as having an iPod full of downloaded music. What a hypocrite! <laughs> so it's okay to download music but not books. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. The holiday season provides a great opportunity to share a vision of freedom and how we'll get there. And all of the inspirational and beautifully illustrated publications from BigHeadPress.com are great tools for sharing the freedom message with thoughtful stories, and they are extremely entertaining and a pleasure to read. Just one of the many imaginative graphic novels from BigHeadPress.com is Escape from Terra. Humanity is going to space, and government is not invited. Space pioneers seeking wealth and freedom in outer space. Check out BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Christmas Eve edition of the program. Time for your calls if you make them. 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. We've got about another half hour of the show left. And then you and I are off to Festivus Part 2. That's Gilbert. right. Maybe Feats of Strength tonight. Uh, oh, really? I believe so. What does that normally that's include? That's like the end of Festivus. So okay. you, that's the last part of it. They actually have to wrestle, have to wrestle the owner of the, the household. Right? Of the, yeah. Or the, uh, the head of the household is being called. So. Right. Uh, so that's fun. Good times here in uh, New Hampshire as the Liberty Activists gather for holiday season festivities of all sorts. Uh, of course, you can go to freestateproject.org to, uh, to learn more about the movement that, uh, that we're involved in. Also want to make sure you know about our webcam. You can go and watch and you can listen at the same time. You can also interact with other users if they're in there. I'd imagine there are people in the chat room tonight. I haven't checked it out yet, though. There's usually folks in there every single night, whether it's a holiday or not. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to get logged in and watch and listen. All of it for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And you can also know that the cam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. 
They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling, and they're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. Memory dealers, they're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. Go to memorydealers.com. As we continue here, of course, you can bring up what you want. We're telling you a story about a woman who has been busted by her own son for being a hypocrite. And I'm talking about the uh, the issue of piracy, so-called, or file sharing is a nicer way to put it, because nothing's actually being stolen. Piracy kind of evokes uh, visions of, uh, you know, pirate raiding a ship and taking all the gold doubloons and whatever other valuables there are off of it. But when somebody shares a book on the Internet, the person who had the book originally still has it. There's right. just another copy that's been made. It's a pretty perverse notion of, of theft to call, pir- to call it piracy. In no way is it theft because right. the person who is sharing is, has chosen to share it and the person who's sh- sh- taking from that sharer is, uh, or copying from that sharer has chosen to, uh, to copy it. So it's a completely consensual act in, uh, in that case and uh, there is no it- loss. Yeah, and, and she wants to be able to use aggression against other people, but she doesn't want to other people to use aggression against her, which is why we don't have liberty today, is because that's the attitude of a lot of people. They don't want to give up their aggression against other people, and that's, that's what, right. That's what copy law is about. Copy, sorry, copyright law. That's what it's about. They're not willing so. to honor their neighbor's choice, as Dr. Mary Ruart would put it in her book, Healing Our World. So let's continue with what this uh, woman has to say. The Escapist at EscapistMagazine.com is reporting on this: how she is basically because she's afraid of piracy has refused to even release her latest novel as an audiobook. So basically just telling everybody that wants to listen to a book rather than read it, screw you. Because I'm afraid somebody might copy my uh, audio CDs, I'm just going to not release any. It's yeah. just horrible. I and mean, when she says that piracy terrifies her, uh, she's just, it's just, that's a very primitive mindset. She's yep. not ready to, she, she's, you know, you're, you're, it's like, you know, you're still using typewriters to type to write your papers i mean this is it's just get with the time she says i can't stand the thought of someone stealing something i look at norwegian musicians who have to do live concerts we have nothing to live on other than the physical product yet for some reason ragda had no problem her name is ragda i had no problem with admitting that she purchases counterfeit handbags her reasoning she says well i feel that the genuine prada bags have such an inflated price (laughs) <laughs> so she's buying Chinese knockoff products, and that's so piracy okay. is okay yeah. uh, if they're overcharging for their product. And then things got really ugly as uh, as she made a list of the many legitimate purchases she's made, presumably to defend her overall pattern of behavior. Her son Joe decided to help out by remanding or reminding her about the iPod she apparently neglected to mention. She says, "You have a pirated MP3." Or he said uh, at that time that you have a pirated MP3 collection. We copied the first fifteen hundred songs from one place and then three hundred from another. <laughs> yes, she admitted there were a lot of things on the iPod. Professor Olav Torvund of the Center for Law at the University of Oslo said that Ragda made a fool of herself in the article and that there was uh, and that there was only one way she could properly address the situation to buy all 1800 tracks she had downloaded, burn the bags and issue an apology. Instead, Ragda threw her son under the bus by blaming all the downloading on him. She said in follow-up comments, quote, The stuff on my iPod is not representative of my relationship with the music industry and the products they produce. I pay for music. 
She also claimed that her iPod was actually in storage in her cottage, but promised to delete all the music on it the next time she's there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can you believe this woman? She's trying to backpedal quickly, isn't she? Wow, yeah. it's just amazing. And the how do you do this? To, how do you justify this? If you are her, how do you have this one position publicly and then privately you're engaging in the very behavior that you are railing against? It's like the uh, it's like the Republicans that get caught, you know, doing gay things in the bathroom with their pages after they've you know, been <laughs> writing anti-gay legislation. Yeah, pretty much. How do you live with yourself like that? I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people have what they say and what they do. And, uh, you know, and they, they, they uh, people have bundles of justifications for the things that they really want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they feel like, uh, I think she, on some level, she realizes she's not harming anyone by downloading music that she, there's no way, uh, almost certainly she never would have bought that many songs, you know, sure. like 1800 songs. Do you really, how much would that cost? It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and would she have bought it if she, if she had to pay for it? Would she have bought them? Probably not. Not all. Maybe not all of them. Maybe, maybe not know, all of them. Maybe twenty percent. Favorites. Maybe yeah. some of her favorites. Yeah. Maybe twenty percent. Uh, there's a lot of those songs that, like, like this is what I was talking about before when she claims to have lost five hundred thousand kroners worth of uh, uh, revenue. I guess yep. uh, about possible revenue. Grand. She's assuming all those people would have bought, board would have bought her book had they not been able to get a copy of it um, for free. And that's just not the case. And, I, and I'm almost certain with her eighteen hundred songs that had she had to pay a buck for each one or however it works out to, mm-hmm. um, that she wouldn't have bought all those songs. She might have bought some of her favorites because that was the only way she could have listened to them. But um, almost certainly she wouldn't have bought every single one of them. They were just available for, a, you know, she was able to download 1,500 songs and just browse through them and listen to them and kind of figure out which ones she likes and which ones she doesn't. And, and that's She might okay. delete some if she doesn't like them. And, and, and it's okay. And it's okay that, uh, that... She knows on some level it is. She knows on some level she yeah. didn't hurt anyone. Uh, but she wants, but she takes she it wants to be able to threaten people to make money off of her yeah. product. She takes it personal when somebody downloads her book, but it should be okay for, for her to download as, as many songs as she wants. And then she blames her son. Oh, no, it wasn't me, and uh, how dare he do that, and uh, I'll just go and delete them right away. Sure, lady. Sure mm, you will. Not buying it. Yeah. It's not like anybody's going to be auditing her MP3 player to make sure that, uh, that she's doing what she says she's going to do, as though that's going to make the, the situation any better. If she and had who wants any to live in that world, you know? <laughs> who wants to live in the world where, where uh, you know, they, they keep cracking down to, to stop this file sharing? I mean, that's going to be an that's incredibly... That's what they have to do, it's right? It's going to be a police state, and it's going to be an incredibly yeah. impractical world to live in if they managed to... To, if they did try to do it, and it, people are still going to do it, first right, of all, but it's going to make the world miserable in the process absolutely. of them trying to stop it. You look at the occasional case where they will go after a, a kid or somebody's grandma or whatever, because they usually will go after the person whose name is on the internet connection, even though it might be a, going through a router and there might be five computers on in one household. You can't tell who downloaded the songs. You can't tell who was, even if you know which computer it went to, you don't know who was using the computer at the time. So how do you even place blame in this particular area? Nonetheless, they have brought people up on these charges, and you're right, Dilbert. It does make people's lives worse. It uh, some of the it's just ludicrous uh, cases where 
a whole lot of money has been awarded to these record companies from people that in no way in their entire lives could pay the amount of money that has been awarded to these companies mm-hmm. just as a, as a way to show the world we're serious. We're serious about keeping our old distribution models. We're serious about you know grabbing a hold of the past and never letting go. And, and if they keep going and keep doing this and attacking their customers, it's just going to hasten their demise because people are going to see that and they're going to say, that's horrible. What? It's always happening as new technologies come out. I mean, it's happening with you know the printing press, with the radio, the I mean, VCR. There's a scare. The VCR. Yeah. There's a scare. Like, oh my God, this stuff is suddenly very readily available, and it's going to you know how are we going to make money anymore? And they do. They do. They keep doing it. Humble those, Indie Bundle is doing it. Well, those who are know, willing to innovate. <laughs> those who are willing to innovate and embrace new and they're ideas. They're going to lead the rest of them. So in the meantime, it's it's sad and amusing all at the same time to watch the old uh, these old dinosaurs thrashing about as they go through their death throes. And that's what we're looking at here. All right, more coming up. Enough time for your thoughts if you make the call now at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this, the live Christmas Eve edition of the program. Still enough time for your thoughts if you make the call now. 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? You can do that. One of the ways you can do it is by buying some gold and silver through our friends over at Midas Resources. When you go to silver.freetalklive.com, then you can order as much gold and silver as you might like. There are different types available. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and more. Uh, there's uh, those, and uh, we've, we've essentially created this easy way to get your hands on some actual gold and silver without having to get all mind-boggled by all the different purchasing options out there. You can just go to silver.freetalklive.com and uh, snag what looks interesting to you. I can say I've, I've purchased quite a bit of, uh, of silver and a little bit of gold because it's easier for me to buy silver uh, through Midas. They do them both. Go to silver.freetalklive.com. And, and don't forget, if you're going to order, it's always good to place an order for multiple uh, pieces if possible. So like, if you're going to order silver, don't just order one ounce. It's ordered, you know, 20 because you're going to get a better deal on the shipping in that case. That's uh, true of a lot of products. Absolutely. And, so uh, silver.freetalklive.com or you can call them at 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938. Not only will you get gold and silver in your hands rather than leaving it in the hands of the banks who are not holding on to it, as w- from what we can tell. Uh, you get it in your hands and it helps Free Talk Live and it helps our syndicate, which helps get us on the, the 85 wonderful radio stations that we're on. And if you've been listening to us on Monday morning, uh, in w, uh, listening to us on WXNT in Indianapolis, then uh, welcome aboard. This is a special week where we're going to be doing your morning show uh, for essentially it's our night show being played back uh, the following morning. So if you want to participate and hear yourself tomorrow morning, just Call us tonight at 7 o'clock, uh, after 7 o'clock at night Eastern. We'll talk to you about anything you want. 
Uh, so, uh, so again, thanks to everybody who's tuning in on WXNT this week. I think it's a pretty exciting thing that's going on. Uh, so 800-259-9231. We go to the phones and the fun. Doug is in Minnesota on the amp lines. Hello, Doug. Hey, happy Festivus. Hey. The hell is that? Happy uh, Festivus to you, too. What is Festivus? Festivus is a holiday for the rest of us. uh, holiday or something? As I understand uh, it, I, I believe it actually came from a sitcom. It, it the came Seinfeld from Seinfeld. Show? Yeah. Pretty sure. But I, That's right. It's Festivus yeah. for the rest of us. That's really cool, actually. I think it's funny. I think it's funny as hell. Hey, happy Christmas, merry whatever, and uh, festi- what's the Festivus greeting, do you say? That happy is a Festivus, good I think. Happy Festivus, yeah, I don't know. Or Festivus, Festivus mm. Miracle or something like that. There's it's, a lot of it's wow. a Festivus Miracle, even yeah. when there's really nothing that spectacular going on. <laughs> hey, it's so funny. I, I was driving here over to a friend's house um, who was from Wisconsin, and I had Midas Resources ship him several K of silver that I bought. Oh, nice. To avoid the state income tax. <laughs> I mean, the sales tax. Excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, um, got a, this is sort of interesting. My boss, generous guy, lets uh, all of his employees go volunteer at Feed My Starving Children. Uh, he pays us to go, and then we feed bag, we fill bags of super nutritious food and rice and Dried veggies and there's a, hold on a second, to, Doug. There's a yeah. there's a there's a charity in Minnesota called Feed My Starving Children. Feed My Starving Children. Yeah. Wow. It's actually mm. I think it's nationwide, and um, they just pump this meal after meal. You know, uh, tons of I mean, hundreds of thousands of meals to starving people. And well, ours went to Honduras, and they tell you where it's going, and here's the pictures of the people it's okay. going to. And- I was, I was going to say, there's no way that this is an American charity. Like, the, they can't right. be feeding American kids because they are not starving. So, uh, yeah, okay. Hey, have you ever been to Duluth before? Those kids are starving. There, there are hungry kids. Uh, 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 there are hungry kids in America. There's a difference between places. being hungry and starving. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. But. Well, but this is just an interesting point that I, I always announce to my fellow employees when we're done because they they show us a video and then we go and for two hours we fill bags full of the this food that feeds hundreds of thousands the, the, mm-hmm. and the semi truck takes off that day down to a port in florida and off it goes to honduras my point is now look guys they tell us that 94 percent of the money donated goes to the starving people in question wow and your Welfare dollar, only about 25 cents of that gets to the quote-unquote helpless people here Yeah, well, that's, that's oh. right. Yeah, I like that you put the quotes around that because it's mm-hmm. we, we don't know how many of the welfare recipients are just scam artists and don't actually need the money and might be using it to buy crack cocaine or something like that. I, you never know. Um, so oh, yeah. how many of the people that are actually receiving welfare are actually hungry, are actually sick, are actually you know in need of assistance? Right. Yep. And I, I like to point that out. Everyone nods and says, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, great, yeah, good, good. And now most of them agree with me. And it's a great argument when people say we should hand over compassion to, you know, churches and charities and these things. Oh, we, we don't have any infrastructure. I'm going, wait a minute. If feeding my starving children can get this money, to, this, this food to Honduras and only use 6% of their donations mm-hmm. as to run their business, we have a huge infrastructure that is ready to go and deliver compassion and food and help to people who need it. 
Yeah, it's a great observation that uh, these the people that support the government and the, they support the idea that violence is necessary to help people that uh, that need help always point to how well the government's big you can't prove uh you can't prove that the private market could do these things that the government does because there's nothing that's big enough in the the private market to do the things the government does yeah one day i want to do a speech i want to do a debate with someone about that then they say well who's going to deliver the compassion who's going to help people i'm going to whip out a yellow turn open to the chs and just read off the number of churches and charities there's page after page after page of infrastructure ready to help and there was more a more compassionate way there was a lot more before government started taking that over the infrastructure was massive the private charitable infrastructure was massive and uh and it it started phasing a lot of it out it couldn't they couldn't get rid of it completely thank thank goodness for that but they phased a lot of it out as government was taking over more and more and people felt like well i'm paying taxes for this and the government is supposed to be doing that so um you know and, and then they don't have as much to give to charity um, because we're getting to where we're having to live on less and less. Our money is going not as far all the time. The inflation uh, tax is happening, uh, all these other taxes, and we're living on le- We're trying to squeeze by with less and less and be able to buy less and less with the money we have, and people just don't feel as charitable after all that. Yeah, and the, the last point uh, is really important to me. I said, I asked the organizers, I said, hey, where does this food go when it hits the shores of Honduras? Does mm. it go to... The government down there, and they distribute it, or what? And they said, nope, it goes to the missionaries and the churches. So, I mean, that's a pretty good indication that's going to be a better situation. Absolutely. Doug, thanks for the call, and uh, happy holidays to you, sir. Appreciate you you dialing in tonight to share that at 800-259-9231. That's a really important question to ask a charity, because... You want to make sure that the help is actually getting into the hands of the people that need it. Whereas right. with like the government, all these people that advocate the government helping people around the world, like through foreign aid, they don't understand that money's going to governments. The and money, some of them are very corrupt, and some of them are, are it's not getting to the people at all, to, or to a very imagine, little extent. You know, yeah. imagine an African warlord, for instance, just mm-hmm. to take one example of, of corruption and violence. The idea that you're going to be able to send a billion dollars or you know several million dollars to that government and have it reach the hands of the people that they're warring against, I mean, that's, yeah. that's not going to happen. Even food. I mean, food is getting stolen by, by those warlords. And, Absolutely. And not, you know. That food's going to go to the warlord or the, the food's going to go to the president or the, whoever it is that's in charge they may, of that They government. may turn around and try to sell it to these po- impoverished people who can't afford it, who can barely afford anything and... Turn on, try to make money off of that, you know, because it's probably more than they need for. <laughs> At the very least, that money is going to go if it's money that goes down there, and I believe it usually is when it comes to the federal government. They're just sending yeah. the money. Foreign aid is is typically, from what I understand, billions and billions of dollars they're sending over there, and that goes into the government's funds, and they use that money to buy BMWs to drive around in. They use that money to spend make more to buy government f- jobs, right, and to buy food for their, for their soldiers that are oppressing people. So if you really want to help people. The government is not the way to do it. You should not feel good. Some people will tell themselves when they when they pay taxes. I remember I've, d- I've done a bunch of tax day outreach. And every so often, most of the time, people are really friendly to you. They really like the fact that you're out there. 
Uh, but every so often, somebody will give flip you the bird, or uh, they'll say something nasty to you, and and I'll ask a question like, "Well, wait, you you actually like paying taxes?" Yes, I love paying taxes. It's my duty, and it's good. It helps people, and blah blah blah. I feel good about this. Okay, that's good. But maybe if you knew where the money was going, you wouldn't feel so good about it anymore. Maybe if you knew that the money was actually going to uh, you know to conflict to support people that that use violence against others. Maybe you wouldn't feel so good about it anymore. But it's always not. it's always easy to just close your eyes and pretend like those things aren't happening, right? Yeah. So, hey, we're out of time for tonight, Dale. Or Dale Bird. Yep. Thanks for being here. And you can go to Dale Bird's website and anarchyinyourhead.com. We will be back tomorrow for the live Saturday edition at freetalklive.com. And if you're listening to this in Indianapolis on WXNT, then we'll be back tomorrow morning. You'll be listening to the Tuesday, the Monday edition. Yeah, see you then. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally with information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing. Here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Just like you, I don't want to look older than I am. One of the primary causes of premature aging is that people are not getting enough lubrication for their skin. When your skin isn't getting proper lubrication, it shows signs of aging. Fine lines and wrinkles get more pronounced and you begin to show signs of damage. One of the best ways to lubricate your skin is to start with your intestinal tract. Omega fatty acids are vital for the proper functioning of every cell in your body and that lubricates your skin. The acai berry from Brazil is a fantastic source of omega fatty acids. Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains plenty of acai berries that will ensure you get the proper amounts of omega fatty acids in your diet. Acai berry juice tastes fantastic, and it's packed with excellent nutrients like omega fatty acids and the antioxidant vitamin C that will help keep you looking youthful and vibrant. Drink a glass of acai berry juice any time of the day and keep your skin looking young and healthy. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.